This week's episode of the Co-Optional Podcast is proudly sponsored by Squarespace. Get 10% off your first order at squarespace.com slash co-optional. Create your own professional-looking website with no prior knowledge required at squarespace.com slash co-optional. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome, welcome to the Co-Optional Podcast. It's the 5th of July? Yes, that's that's the American date system, right? I keep getting confused. Yes, 5th of July. Wonderful. Great. Off to a good start. Literally nobody is paying. Oh, it's because I've... This is the music. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Co-Optional Podcast. I forgot to unmute my mic on Zoom. I've been introing the show for the last 20 seconds, heck? and none of you guys had any idea. I was like, you know, they're being kind of rude right now. Just sort of ignore me like, oh, yeah, I muted the what mic. Is? You're a monster. I'm a fucking You're idiot. You're a monster. Dude. That, You're a monster. I, I'm fairly confused that i'm just losing my mind at this point i showed up to my therapist today and she's like you realize she's on holiday and she totally emailed you about that and told you not to come this week right it's like ah that's the reason yes. i did you see i thought i forgot to put it on the calendar no i deliberately didn't put it on the calendar because it wasn't happening <laughs> i'm a fucking idiot nailed it yeah welcome to the co-optional podcast we occasionally talk about video games and we consistently fuck things up our guest today who hopefully will not be doing that, is Level Cap Gaming. Welcome to the show. Hello. It has been a while since we ran into each other. Wasn't it the Planetside Ultimate Empire Showdown promo event like three years ago, right? Damn. Yeah, yeah, that was kind of a crazy event. I remember I remember that being kind of like totally all over the place. They got me last minute to fill in for Total Tobuscus. That was it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you, total you, you, Tobuscus. You almost total said, Tobuscus. You know, yeah, people no, keep calling me. It's like, oh, that Tobuscus scam. Like, no, I'm not Tobuscus. Please stop. <laughs> this happens online <laughs> all the time. Sure. It's being very awkward. I mean, I can't Tobuscus. imagine why they replaced someone as great at gaming as Tobuscus <laughs> with somebody like you. I don't know. That was fun, though. I remember that being totally crazy. It was and, uh, big cardboard cutouts of our faces, like just yes. Did you get to take them home? No. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, you, what? You kid. took yours? Yeah, I took a couple of them home. God I damn it! I, I should have taken Wait, mine. Pause. Pause. A couple of them? Like <laughs> there, were, there were actually quite a few. Who's one and the one of TB, so that yeah, they can always them. just sit next to each other? Yeah. My cousin stole sense. one from me, and he just texts me photos of it every now and then, just in like random places. And I'm like, okay. Just love <laughs> it. <laughs> I have a friend who goes on a she goes on like a cross country trip with her sister every year, and they always take popsicle sticks and print out whoever their favorite celebrities are at the time, and just like cut out their faces and put them on the popsicle sticks, and then take pictures <laughs> with them. Oh, <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> I think it's funny. Oh yeah, show yeah. It to their kids one day. This is us. Yeah, one day be yeah. like, "This is me yeah. with 
Uh, who even knows? They yeah, have so quirky. They actually have a little like recap video on their official channel of them putting up the giant banner with my big dumb face on it. I've got it on the screen right now. I think uh, yeah, yours yours is the one on the other side. Yeah, there's you right okay. there. there. There's Nana's as well. I remember it, walking into that and it was like nobody told me they were gonna do this. This is they crazy. went all out, man. It was yeah. like a full-on event. It oh, was. It was. You are. It was man. crazy. Uh, there's Higby in his stylish blazer. Uh, he doesn't work for that company anymore. I'm actually not sure what Matt, Matt Higby went and did. He used to be the, uh, I think, the creative director on Planet Side Two, but he's left the company now, who is now called well, Daybreak. Yeah. They're like Daybreak now. Daybreak, yeah. I think Most half of, folks... of the people I I have known that work there are working elsewhere right now. Oh Metro yeah, Mel, yeah. They're art directors working at Bosky now. Also, yeah. So like, yeah. Other top guys are not there anymore. That's very true. Yeah, that's a it was a the thing of uh, Matt Higby uh, commenting with Jace Hall there as well. They had some ran didn't they have some random celebrities show up and stuff like that? It was kind of weird. Sounds like an event. It was. Yeah, I was yeah. gonna say that sounds like a thing. Yeah. Yeah. There's some there's as being uh, interviewed. If I yeah oh yes I recall correctly I like do a not complete... put the audio on for that one. That is just like that's one of those memories that I've just sort of <laughs> tucked away forever you know like oh remember when you like spoke in front of a thousand people like at the <laughs> event? nope nope don't remember that at all <laughs> i don't know oh, huh? oh, you yes. came out and then you came out and absolutely rocked it and it was like cool thanks total biscuit for like you had, a, you had the whole crowd chanting your like clan whatever it was i, I, don't I, know I think it did. may have had something to do with the fact that we pre we prepared before that and i told all the guys do you know the movie 300 and they're like, yes. You know the bit where he goes, Spartans, what is your profession? When I yell that, can you go ooh, ooh, ooh from behind the curtain and scare the living shit out of the presenter? So that's exactly what we did. And I'm like, this is amazing. either going to be awesome or the most cringeworthy fucking thing I have ever done. And it went uh, up being awesome? It, it went, I thought it ended up being pretty good. I, I thought it worked out well. Thankfully, our team was into it and didn't just do it half-heartedly. Otherwise, that would have been really shitty. It was, it was really good for you. And then, like, I came out on the mic and I was like, yeah, Van go. And To be fair, like, you were okay, role-playing, right? That's that's the Vanu sovereignty in a nutshell. I was like, yeah, we're the Vanu sovereignty. We have technology. Aren't we wonderful? Very true. Yeah. Uh, we that game. new emotion. Indeed. Got sponsored the hell out of the, for that game. I'm not going to complain about the amount of money they threw at us, but yeah, I should, I should actually play that again at some point. They've added some base that was, building. That was back there. in my early days of YouTube Indeed. when I got to do things for exposure. So, Expo yeah. yes, exposure. Mm -hmm. I got paid in exposure bills. It was fun. Yes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the problem with exposure as currency is that people die of exposure. So. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I don't. Mm -hmm. That's, I can tell you for a fact that Toby Turner wasn't being paid in exposure. Fucking hack. Oh, we're going to be calling people out today. There's been some oh shit going down. I can't wait for the last hour of the show. Oh my, oh my. Get your children gambling. It's going to be interesting. Oh, Welcome to the Corruptional Podcast. We Get do your a children gambling? Get your children you'll, gambling, you'll, you'll understand what I mean gambling. in Guys. the last hour of the show. Oh my lord, this is going to be interesting. Welcome to the Corruptional Podcast. We do occasionally talk about video games. Uh, Jesse, you have quite the mug there. I see. You still have from Dodgers Collection? Oh no, that is not mine. Oh. oh wow, you won't even take responsibility for that. That's unusual. You have all sorts of stupid, stupid mugs. That one's like relatively. St oh, anime. <laughs> <laughs> the bait and switch. It was all going so well. <laughs> for the briefest of moments, you thought she was just a normal person. Yep. Jesse, how's oh. the coffee? 
Um, it is definitely like something you would make. I, uh, <laughs> for those of you who are watching right now, during sound check, I was like, I made coffee and it's, I think, a little too strong, a little sludgy maybe. And Jesse was like, I'll try it. And so now I'm getting the feedback. It's great. <laughs> it's I have a feeling the next couple it's of hours are going to be pretty beverage. rough. I certainly did drink some of it right now. Oh, dear. Mm -hmm. <laughs> this was a bad idea. Uh, today's show is sponsored by squarespace.com slash cooptional. Get 10% of your first order at squarespace.com slash cooptional. We've got a silly ad for you later that oh dear <laughs> just, i'm not it, let's just say it's the conclusion of our grand story arc let's just put it that way oh my oh my so we generally spend the first couple of hours of the show by talking about the games we've been playing this week and i know one person here has been playing a game that the rest of us have not really had the chance to get our hands on yet and it goes by the name of Battlefield 1. And Suckers. I know you're under some degree of NDA, but you've also put out a ton of footage on it. So I'd love for you to talk about what you've been able to show and what's what's really going on with that game. Yeah, well, I'm in kind of a happy little spot with the NDA because I get invited to the EA Play event where we played the closed alpha. And then, like, and then once that NDA lifted, I'm able to talk about that closed alpha, which is identical to the closed alpha that's currently going on. So cool. basically... Right. That works. I think I can talk about it for the most part. There's nothing yeah. in closed alpha that wasn't in what I can't talk about. Um, I like it. It's fun. It's crazy. It's um, it is worthy of the hype that I think it's getting right now. It's like a huge AAA shooter focusing on World War One, which is the first time ever, as far as I know. Um, and uh, it plays out like a battlefield game. I think there's it's it's interesting to follow what's going on online because I'm always interested in what the community thinks about the game and what they're expecting but uh there's like a camp of people that thought it was going to be largely bolt action rifles and trench mm -hmm. warfare and they're kind of yeah. looking forward to that which would have been pretty much suicide for a battlefield game of like hey let's go super mill sim and make it slow paced and realistic. yeah it, it so, could have caused problems yeah. you know i mean bat battlefield battlefield sits i think in this like weird position where it's always got this marketing thing where like we're a bit more authentic than something like call of duty call of duty is that arcadey shit where you know where the real stuff happens but in reality yeah. you know you compare that to armor or squad of the dun it's like no 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 not at all yeah, there's like four buttons to control an F-18 Hornet. And you're like, okay, that's real, right? That's very realistic, yeah. Because in Call of Duty, you didn't control it at all. So it's totally real now, right? <laughs> it's all autopilot now. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's it's very arcadey, but I think what people want is a visually authentic-ish looking experience. It's Battlefield's supposed to be like the most intense war has ever gotten every match, basically. Um, and so it's supposed to look like that, but then it's still a very arcadey shooter at the end of the day. And I think it needs to be, that's what people like about it. Cause you go Milsim and you kind of Milsim's kind of rely on people enjoying the game almost from a role-playing perspective more than a gameplay perspective. Because game design-wise, Milsim shooters are generally boring beyond all reason. Absolutely. I mean, the, the reason why I think a lot of people like Armor and Squad is because they get a group together that is all of sort of like-minded people, and they do the full-on role-playing. And it reminds me, because you used to do a ton of Airsoft stuff, and I used to watch the shit out of all of that. And hey, I, I watched you do a little bit of uh, Milsim stuff, and I also watched like, a few other channels that do Milsim stuff. And it really is all about the role-playing there. You know, you've got... Um, 
Uh, just just as sort of an FYI for those who don't know a lot about airsoft, a general like a electric airsoft gun usually uses a magazine that's anywhere between 180 to about almost 500 rounds sometimes. You know, and you really spit out a lot of BBs. But in these milsim modes, you're using magazines that deliberately only have 30 rounds in them. And mm-hmm. it's almost like you're sacrificing the fun of just spraying away with an airsoft gun to get that authenticity feel, to get that sort of roleplay feel. And I think um, milsim games are very similar to that in the sense that you have to be with a group of people that are all willing to play along. Yeah, no, absolutely. And it's, and that's where like the fun of it comes from though, is just playing a line. And as soon as you start to break it down, you're like, well, we're playing BB wars right now with 30 round BB magazines. They can't like penetrate like a piece of cardboard. No. So you got like guys (laughs) hiding behind like a piece of cardboard and you're like, this is real, you know? And you're like, It, it, like things start to break down if you start to analyze like what's actually happening. But yeah, I think um, it's a, it is a very different market. I think if anyone did expect Verdun or Armor out of Battlefield One, they were probably not thinking straight. Um, but I would love to know like how pre- how prevalent are the automatic weapons? I mean, because it, it's they've certainly seem to have taken some liberties. Extremely prevalent. Okay. There's only one class, the sniper class, that gets the bolt action rifles. Really? Um, granted, I. The sniper class has essentially gotten a buff because every other class has gotten a nerf. Okay. So I think we're going to see more scout classes, people playing the bolt action. It's one of my favorite classes to play right now. And in other Battlefield games, I like I would snipe occasionally, but it wasn't like my go-to class all the time. But now I'm really enjoying it. So it's at least really fun to use the bolt action rifles. But if you get into a city or a town area that's close quarters, you're just going to run into SMGs. LMGs and then the semi-autos, which can also kind of switch into full auto mode. Also, they have like right. a really slow rate of fire, full auto. Um, but they've completely revamped the gun mechanics of the game. Um, instead of having guys playing with assault rifles that can just kill you at far away, at close range, medium range, now everything's much more relegated to like a specific class type and style. So you have to really play your role a bit more. And if you go outside of that role, you're going to lose because uh of your failed strategy versus your skill you can't just take your amazing skill and say i'm going to take my smg and kill that sniper over there because i'm so good at controlling recoil like it's not it just won't work yeah yeah i mean at least yeah it seems to me at least that the bolt actions in that game are powerful and you you know you're kind of encouraged to use them so you won't have everyone running around with automatic weapons all the time um it's I know there were some automatic weapons around the World War One period, you know, either prototypes or stuff that was introduced towards the very end of the war. Yeah, I was going to say, isn't that when they first started really being part of wartime? Yeah, yeah I mean, we're talking yeah. about sort of man-portable man stuff, that stuff you could run around with. You know, obviously machine guns, you know, the Maxim gun, uh, the Vickers gun, etc., etc. Mm-hmm. Um, very, very common in World War One, but you didn't see people picking them up and running with them. You know, they were not, in place not weapons. Like, yeah, you wouldn't see it a lot. Basically, the vision of Battlefield 1 is like, let's take every crazy thing that was in the war at one point, even if it was like field tested on one occasion, yes, and make it like something that like half of the soldiers in the game can use. So what you're actually getting on the battlefield is not an accurate representation of any battle you would have ever seen, but it's still weaponry that was around. Much like what you would take away from like a Battlefield 3 or Battlefield 4 game. I mean, I'm using, when I play Battlefield 4, I use weapons from all over the world, yet I'm part of the U.S. military. It's like, why would I be using like an old, like Russian machine gun? You know, I've got like these high-tech 
U.S. military stuff, but it's just sort of the battlefield style, which is like take all the cool shit that was around at that time period and let people and play throw it into it. one game. Yeah, mm. yeah, that 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 is in itself very true as well, which I think is a point that a lot of people do miss when they're complaining about this lack of realism, lack of authenticity in Battlefield One. It's like all of the Battlefield games have been like this for ages. You know, yeah. There's they include all these weapons from all over the world, even if they're not regularly uh, in military use, especially for the faction you're playing, because it's more fun to give that variety to people, and that fun takes precedent. It'll be interesting to see how it turns out. I mean, some people point out it's kind of it's more like a World War Two game in a World War One skin, essentially. Yeah, without question. That I think that's a perfect analogy for the game because if they, I mean, if you've played Verdun, um, and I like Verdun, it's cool, but it doesn't keep me pulled in and playing it because it is so accurate to it's World War One. It's like all right, it's over the hard, you know? Oh, yeah. I got mowed down by a machine gun. Yeah, like, it reminds me of uh, have you ever done the uh, the musket line battles in something like uh, Mountain Blade Napoleonic Wars where like I've, everyone I've seen lines the up? Videos. Yeah, those look it, very funny. They yeah. are. They're, they're, they're fun in that very specific context. Like, I don't think I could play hours and hours of that. It's like yeah. this was cool. I enjoyed this for 20, 30 minutes, but then I'm like. Okay, we are literally lining up and shooting muskets at each other. Can we do something else now? But you, like, you could be the guy that's like, "Company, form at my right, present arms." As long as I can be the trumpeter, you know. Yeah, I'll, just, I'll be go. the musician. It'll be wonderful. Yeah, that game's all about role playing because there is Definitely. no gameplay element to it that's fun whatsoever. <laughs> it looks so old. Like just oh, watching all, it, it's all like, the Mountain Blade games look like oof. that. That's, yeah. The thing about Mountain Blade is that Mountain Blade is maybe one of the jankiest games ever made, and it's still fun as fuck. Like, because it's one of the only games where, like, you can dive into, like, a... You know how Total War does its battles? It's like you're in the middle of that as one dude doing right. shit. <laughs> so it's like there's a bunch of, like, really jankly animated people running like this over a hill, and you're like, I've got an axe, and you just press the battle shout button and go, Ah! <laughs> just sort of whack it. It's just fucking You're hilarious. Spear just going. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. Because they keep they deliberately uh. keep the animation slow so that you could actually deliberately you know block and counter. They have to keep it slow. And yeah. if you watch it, it looks fucking dumb. But if you play it, it's so much fun, especially if you have like a lance and you're on horse to just fucking smack people with lances. And you're running backwards and forwards for like an hour through these guys on foot that are just chasing you around in a circle. Like going, ah, ah, and it's like, you can't get me. I'm on a horse. I'm going around and then just poke them as you go past. It's, it's dumb as fuck. And it's the best dumb as fuck. I love it. <laughs> That is one thing I'm really looking forward to seeing in Battlefield 1 is the horseback combat. Oh, yeah. You know yeah. it's going to be in the game. It's not in the, the closed alpha. They're saving it for, you know, whatever they're going to release down the line to keep the hype train oh, going. Oh, God, I but, hope it's good. I want to run somebody over the horse. It's going to be great. Well, apparently it was the last war in which they actually used lances. So the uh, the German military had like a German military lance or something. Lance so division. I mean, yeah. Yeah. How crazy is that? Just thinking of like you're in trench warfare and some dude on a horse like throws a lance at somebody like that just blows my mind. I mean, the more I watch of the Great War Channel, the more I realize that World War One was the biggest clusterfuck of mistakes that's ever <laughs> happened. Like, it it was a forced modernization of warfare, and almost every general involved in it at the start didn't know how to fight a modern war. So, yeah. I mean, there's, there's a story early on in the war where French division just marched across open fields like for miles and just got mowed down by artillery and machine guns by the Germans. Like Napoleon on the hill. style. Yeah, yeah, they literally did. And they're just like, 
and you think about like who what kind of dumbass would order their fucking <laughs> troops to do that but that was french military doctrine at the time they didn't fucking know you know machine guns weren't a part of like a major conflict really before that so everyone was fighting wars the old way and suddenly they were forced to modernize so i mean i like the fact that there will be something of a clusterfuck in you know battlefield one with a bunch of weird weapons and shit um mm -hmm. so We'll see how that turns out. I'm glad well, it sounds then, like it's turning the, out well. The desert theater as well, where cavalry charges or even camel charges, we'll have to see, are, mm -hmm. were actually a part of that, like, Bedouin sort of um, rebellion aspect yeah. of the war, too, which will be really interesting to see how they incorporate that. I love the history about it, and it's also going to be the first Battlefield game that has a single player that revolves... Uh, primarily around a historical battle where yeah. all the other previous Battlefield games, single players didn't really. I think Bad Company had a little bit of a World War II flashback or something like they that. Did. But other than that, like this is actually going to be full on about actual battles and actual like, well, I don't know about actual people, but characters within those mm. battles. Yeah, because aren't like the Harlem Hellfighters involved in some way? Like I think the uh, very much the American presence is mm -hmm. a bit exaggerated from what yeah. i can tell like there's a little yeah. bit more of it than there really kind of should be i think not exaggerated enough <laughs> well people are pretty upset that the french campaign is going to be a dlc and then mm. the u.s is included from the start i it's mean it's a weird decision i understand from a marketing aspect you're like okay the u.s is a pretty big market we gotta like we have to include them as one of the the main factions but not having the french in there from the start is sort of like wait what it's like, like, yeah, that was like the entire, most of the Western Front was them. They'd, they'd probably yeah. say, uh, yeah, we were kind of involved in this. It was a battle between France and like Germany or whatever. It's it was like, like the biggest battle of the war and it was solely fought by like the French on one side. Yeah, I mean, I just, right. I just hope that they do a good job with, you know, if you're going to make the French like their own expansion, then make that fucking good. You know, it's very odd to not include them from the start. Uh, but... I have a feeling, I have a feeling that they're going to do like a huge trench warfare DLC. And they it's might. Gonna be focused on the French. And I think that could be pretty cool. Hmm. I mean, I, it's weird to sort of anticipate DLC before the launch of a game, but the way that Battlefield, uh, especially Battlefield 4, I think did its DLC where they were willing to do like a DLC pack, which kind of went off the rails a bit. I mean, it wasn't the, the last expansion pack literally had a fucking rail gun in it, floating <laughs> tanks. And the one before yeah. that was kind of centered around the idea that being kind of a disastrous earthquake. And there was like a scavenger mode and shit. And it's like, I want the, the a DLC for battlefield one to go fucking insane. Like I, yeah. I want to see, like I want to see the secret weapons expansion from yeah. 1942. Oh, God. With the like, jet planes? Jet I remember stuff. those. Yeah, I remember trying they, to fly they the little... jetpack in a World War II game. So yeah, like, they did. World War I, that'd be great. Yeah, a, a lot of people uh, forget that when it's like, oh, Battlefield should be about authenticity. It's like, literally, there was an expansion, Battlefield <laughs> 1942, that had a jetpack in it. <laughs> that was a real thing i remember flying the little goblin jet plane and nobody could yeah. fly it because it handled like a fucking piece of shit it was too <laughs> fast so you couldn't actually do anything with it and they had to they launched it like upwards off a goddamn ramp it was i would love to see a battlefield one equivalent of that that would be <laughs> incredible uh, yeah. especially with some of the really weird experimental giant tanks like the czar tank with the big fucking wheels on it i'd love <laughs> that yeah. Oh man. I yeah. hope they get creative and I know the I know a lot of the designers and developers love that kind of stuff too. And in fact the spiritual successor to this game um was Codename Eagle, I think yes, that's Codename what it's Eagle. called. Yeah. 
Codename yeah. Eagle. And that one was crazy. That was like Zeppelins and ch- chucking dynamite out of the windows and stuff and just like totally oh. insane stuff that was su- supposedly some weird steampunk version of World War One. Um, and so that's like kind of the spiritual successor to this game. So I'm hoping they kind of bring some more of that craziness in. I, I'm sure yes. they're going to start off with more historical accuracy, but by the end is when they start throwing in all the crazy stuff. And they're like, all right, you guys are bored of the historical stuff. Let's go crazy. Well, I mean, wasn't there a, a guy in the trailer with a flamethrower who's literally wearing steel plate armor, which actually was a thing briefly in World War One? Yeah. They, they experimented with steel plate armor until they realized, actually, bullets just going to go through that. It doesn't really help. <laughs> it's, it's pretty funny talking to the devs about that because they did so much research on all the tech that was around back then. And they were like playing around with different ideas, which I guess, you know, some of it wouldn't work. But one of the ideas they were talking about was... Um, people in World War One they built fake trees and they'd put them in no man's land with a sniper inside of it. <laughs> and then every day they'd push that tree like ten feet closer at night or something. <laughs> he'd like be shooting people out of the other trenches, and they're like they're thinking about something like that. But it's like obviously that wouldn't work. But I would love to play the be... tree class where tree you, class, you can slowly yeah. sneak forward, kind of like a snake. Yeah, of the talk box. about slow gameplay. <laughs> <laughs> That's my role playing cast, you know. Yeah, yeah. I want to be. I want to be a tree. I really want to be oh, a tree. Man. Oh, Jesus. Uh, yeah. Hopefully it goes that way. And then I, I'm gonna say I hope the next Battlefield game is just Battlefield Forty Thousand, which is just Warhammer Forty K oh, Battlefield yeah. game. I would kill for a Warhammer Forty K Battlefield game. Well, they did it with Total War, right? Why can't Why can't we just do Battlefield? Just plug and play, right? I mean, Games Workshop is literally giving its license to fucking anybody right now, so I would love to see them pick that up and make a 40k game. There is a game currently in development that's in early access right now called Eternal Crusade, which is a 40,000 game, and they're Mm. aiming to be an MMO at some point. Right now, it's it's a bit battlefieldy. It's kind of a third-person game, but it has battlefield-style stuff, like you've got vehicles, uh, multi-crew vehicles that you can get in and stuff. It's very rough around the edges at the moment, but it's getting there. It's got melee combat incorporated. They've just added a third race to it. Eventually, that might actually become a really good game, but it's mm. definitely not there yet. That sounds uh, cool. Yeah, I'm, I'm interested to see where, where they go with that because they're very, very ambitious, and I'm always worried when it's like, we're going to make a futuristic shooter MMO with all this. It's like, but we're going to start by making a small-scale kind of Battlefield-style game. Like, okay, okay, wait, so how are you going to, like, go from there to there? It's like, just, you know, maybe, like, shrink your scope. Just make a cool Battlefield-like 40K game, and I think I'd be happy with it. Mm. I'd be all right yeah. with that. Yeah, totally. I'll have to check it out. I'll have to check it out. So you guys weren't able to get into the closed alpha at no, all? We never, we yeah. never got, we never got invites to it. I think nope. uh, a lot of that was random, wasn't it? Because uh, A know, lot of it was, yeah. 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 Um, I, I think I'll I'll just wait for wait for the beta. I think um, I I don't really want to because I I love the idea of this game and I think it's going to be fun and I do usually play all the Battlefield games on launch. Usually have a lot of fun unless they're buggy as fuck or have bad maps. Operation Never Metro. happened. I don't know what you're talking about. Mm, indeed, <laughs> well, flawless titles from the start. To Absolutely, finish. best map design yeah. in history. Sixty four <laughs> player Operation Metro all day every day. Yeah, why uh, not? Yeah, I, I think I want to wait for them to incorporate more of it because I, I looked at your videos and I watched like and I saw the weapons they've got in right now and I'm thinking, cool, let's kind of see the rest of it. Do I want to spoil yeah. my experience for that game? It's it's without question an unfit. It's like it's like a they call it a vertical slice of the game, you know, when they build that part to completion. Yeah. yeah. But even then, it's not really complete. Like 
there's classes that just don't have gadgets available that are going to be insanely important to like fighting tanks or infantry or something. So you're like, oh, the balance feels a bit out of whack. And it's like, that's because you just don't have half of the stuff you should at this sure. point. Yeah. But the teamwork aspect of it already is quite the the aerial combat, I think, is taking it to a level that no Battlefield game's been at before. I mean, 1942 had a little bit of it, but this is just like the most modern, the most amazing version. And having a biplane with a tail gunner in it, like Indiana Jones style, is just on a whole nother level right I, now. I kind of can't wait to strafe a Zeppelin yeah. in a triplane. That's, it's great. That is oh, not the, yeah. something you get to do a lot in video games. The modular destruction is crazy too. So if somebody like hits your tail of your plane, you're not going to be able to turn as well anymore. So it's like oh, it actually falls off and shit like that. Aim, yeah, you can strategically aim for parts of the vehicle That's to hamper neat. them in different ways. It's I just crazy. want to put as many holes through the enemy wings as possible, so they're just like flying a Swiss cheese, and they're just. A bit, <laughs> I just love watching stuff like planes made of wood. There's always so many great ways to destroy them, comedic mm -hmm. ways like having wings sliced off and all that sort of thing. It will be interesting to see how that plays out. Yeah, cool. you can you can damage the aircraft enough to the point where you don't have enough lift to keep the thing just in the air. There's like no way to keep it in flight. So you're just like, we got to bail. Or so. it's like, aim for the nearest concentration of infantry. We're going to go right in the middle of them. Just yeah, crash yeah. It into I was them. tank rams or uh, plane rams as a... Uh, um, one of the old school things to always do in Battlefield is just ram your jet into an enemy tank or something. I recall Jesse doing that all the time in Battlefield 4. <laughs> Before you, didn't you switch to being a pure anti-air gunner? Like you would, all oh, you would do every game was just grab the it. AA. Ooh, yeah, the minute, yeah. the minute a game would start, I'd be like, yo, AA, and get either number one or number two every match. Because i just sit in the back and be like, what up, haters? And that's not, and then they nerfed the shit out of that, so I had to actually go do stuff. But for a <laughs> time there, I did a great job. I remember when we were doing this podcast and you were big into Battlefield 4, and it felt like there were just weeks at a time where you were like, um, this week I played Battlefield 4. I, I you know what? <laughs> I, Battlefield 3, I enjoyed 4 for some reason. Like, I, I was actually good at. And I feel like it was because there i discovered what all the cheap ways to win were <laughs> I was like, oh, there's lots yeah. of them yeah, yeah i was like i know how to cheat this game now yeah battlefield 3 i was always the guy who was like i'm just gonna run in there with my gun i'm gonna learn to shoot oh boy and sucked <laughs> or i gave up on trying to be an infantry dude and just focused on cheap ways to get kills and was like perfect so yeah get something with a chain gun sit somewhere and just mow people down as you go past well, that's <laughs> You'll well, be I've, very happy with the Zeppelin in Battlefield 1. Well, You'll feel well, great I, at home. I played Battlefield 1 at E3, and uh, even though I played with controller, I still was like fourth place overall because uh, I, I discovered again what the secret is. The secret was after getting destroyed as a guy running around with a machine gun, um, I found this guy in a tank who was like holding a point by himself, and he kept killing me over and over and over, and I was like, all right, F this guy. I went all the way back to base, grabbed the tank, went around the outside of the map, came up behind him, shot him in the back, killed him, sat on the same point he did, murdered like 85 dudes. Got <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the tanks are ridiculous right now because all previous Battlefield games have had rocket launchers. Yes. So infantry can shoot rockets at tanks. 
there were no rocket launchers in world war one so it's become like anti-tank grenades and everybody has to just like get really close to tanks and if you're driving a tank it's just like I it's, got, open it's like hunting basically it's just i got easy. several kills just running over guys they tried to, <laughs> tried to get an anti-tank grenade on you like all right i mean if you want to get up in front of me yeah, yeah, because they start like a horrifying animation when you get run over by a tank. Now, where like you fall down and your hands like go up in front of you, it's oh, like Jesus. Your go over your face. It's just terrifying. I mean, it's it's so interesting to think about that because you know that was obviously the the uh, the first real war where yeah tanks were kind of invented and used. And they're like, well, shit, we need a way to kill these now. So they started to develop basic <laughs> anti tank rifles and stuff like that. Yeah, it's going to be really interesting to see how how they handle that overall. The uh, primary weapon was. One grenade surrounded by six more grenades that were like on a literally big stick. tied yeah. to it onto a big stick. I'm like, all right, this is how we kill tanks now. Like they just didn't have any time to invent something better than that. Yeah. I uh the one thing I did like and I only noticed it while being shot at by a tank, is that I was in a unit we were trying to like, all right, let's get behind this thing, let's try to do all this shit. He just kept shooting at the walls and the walls were just disintegrating in front of us. We're like, yep. what do we even do? <laughs> That's <laughs> battlefield. Crap, so we had to like, keep going back. Yeah. And so every time we, uh, basically what I figured out is when I got in the tank, I just destroyed every building around me. So it was just rubble. And I was like, come get me, bitches. It was awesome. I love that about Battlefield 1. Is this just like, you start the map and it's like, oh, look at this little village. This is so great. <laughs> all destroyed. Everything is rubble, and you're like, "Holy shit!" It, yeah, I like that they've taken that sort of, uh, I don't know what the hell they call that, the like, not ever levolution le or whatever. Oh, they call fuck it. levolution! It's the worst <laughs> word I've ever heard in my life. Yeah, yeah. Uh, whatever they call it, they actually use it to like some effect right now, and are actually like. Just dynamic destruction. Dynamic yeah. destruction, yeah. yeah it's and cool. they, they've got to be careful with that because, like, through the Battlefield games, ever since they started doing that, wasn't it? Um, well, it was Bad Company 1 that first did the dynamic destruction, but that was console only. Then Bad Company mm -hmm. 2 did it, so the guys on PC got to do it. And obviously, it's been in Battlefield 3 and Battlefield 4 as well. But every game, they've sort of either, they've like, I think, dialed it back a bit because. I think it was in Bad Company 2 where they realized a long match there would literally be nothing left of the level yeah. by the end of it other yeah. than the, that you couldn't destroy the steel structure of the building but you could blow off every fucking wall. Yeah. So there'd yeah. be like no cover left. Which you had get map a little designers bit... like just crying at their desk because it was like, I've designed this really cool map with like, okay, you go left here and then you can flank them over here. And then they're just like, yeah, but if I blow up everything in the map, it's just a flat plane. Yeah, so someone could just shoot you. That. It, yeah. it is, yeah. I mean, I know a lot of people you love the idea of, of dynamic destruction. So do I. Uh, but mm -hmm. you've got to understand how difficult it makes to design a map that actually works in a way. I, I think that's kind of why the Levolution thing sort of happened with Battlefield mm -hmm. 4, where they had these big set piece events, because I think that to some degree countered the problem of the, le the level getting completely flattened, because something would happen which would then, you know, halfway through the match, completely change it. Well yeah i think that's why um when they revealed that the zeppelin could fall and blow up literally anywhere people were really surprised because they thought that that was like a set thing that happened at a certain point in a certain spot yeah um, I, designing that was such an undertaking yeah no, i thought I it was gonna be zeppelin like fall on dudes like a zeppelin <laughs> fall on dudes and killed them in the game i was playing yeah yeah. Well, and like the little gondolas that like where the pilot sits or whatever, those can be like blown off and then fall on somebody. It's like oh. absolutely insane. <laughs> it's it's 
think just to like address what you're talking about, I think instead of trying to scale back destruction too much, I think they're actually trying to put more effort into designing the time limit of the game modes. Yeah. So like mm-hmm. before it was just like, hey, here's an hour long game. Of course, you're going to destroy everything in the map in an hour. But if you actually regulate the game modes a bit more, it's like, okay, we can destroy everything, but you're not going to be able to do that in the time period that you're given. So it'll be maybe more balanced. We'll have to see. Mm. It probably all. It probably also helps that not everybody is running around with a rocket launcher, three grenades, and two packs yes. of C4. You know, that, that probably limits the amount of shit that can get blown up. We'll see. There's going to be artillery. They haven't added mortars to the game yet. Oh, the geez. bombers. Oh God. Like, artillery would be amazing. Bombs. Back yeah. and just launch it at people. One of the, I, I like that they're including <laughs> destruction and levels because it's always one of the biggest take-me-out-of-the-game moments uh, I especially had it for like Titanfall, for example. Your giant effing robot men, and like <laughs> the world bullet holes appear and then disappear, like shrink up. Yeah. And it's like, why am I not destroying these? All these little assholes are in these buildings. Rip the effing buildings down. Yeah, <laughs> it's just like, um, look at the power of my Titan. The Titan Fours is like, right, I'm ready to. Oh, he's in a shed. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah, my, I can't get him. A shed, my I'm only weakness. Corrugated metal always kills me. There's corrugated oh, metal in like every game, terrible. and you're like, I'll shoot that with the tank. It's like indestructible corrugated. <laughs> yeah. <metal. laughs> yeah. I just, I just, it always takes me out of a game when I realize I can't destroy something that is so obviously and easily destroyable. You're like, yeah. If I, w- if this was a tactical situation, I wouldn't go in there. I'd blow the fucking thing up. Like, there's. Oh, I, I hate it's it. like I that hate thing it. would fall down in a mild breeze and i can't blow it up with a rocket launcher <laughs> now come on come on yeah no it always blew my mind bad company too had the best destruction but then they came out with their vietnam expansion and there was like literally grass huts in that and they were indestructible nothing in the vietnam expansion was destructible so you just like dive into a grass hut and like a tank couldn't get you and i was like what's happening what game is this uh, it's just like such a weird juxtaposition for an expansion. Totally true. Yeah, I'm I'm relatively excited about that game. We'll we'll yeah. see how. Oh, the the one more go. thing on destruction is the ground. Now, um, if you hit it with a big enough explosion, whether it's dynamite or a huge bomb from an airplane, not only does it create huge craters, and you can literally form like no man's land by just bombing areas enough. But the crater edges get steep enough that you can like deploy a bipod from a weapon on the edge of a crater. So you can so you, use it as what? cover and things like yeah, that. Yeah, you can literally make your own cover as you like like blow your way across the battlefield. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. That does you can also of... sorry, go ahead. Stop, you can also just stop tanks like from mm-hmm. moving that like if you keep making the ground as effed up as possible, they just go down they and get then stuck. get stuck. Yeah. 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 Not that it took much for World War One tanks to get stuck. They got stuck and failed all the time, like, for no reason. So, you know, a little bit of mud, stuck, isn't going anywhere. You know, a minor, minor bump in the road, well, your entire tank column's not going anywhere now. It's like, <laughs> so you got to watch out for that. But I'm, in, I, I'm intrigued by it. You know, we'll see, we'll see how it goes. I mean, even if it is just, you know, World War Two in World War One's clothing, we haven't actually had a Battlefield 1942 in quite some time, and I think we're about ready for another one at this point. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm digging that. It's going to be the graphically best-looking multiplayer shooter out as soon yeah, as it totally. comes out. Yeah, totally. 
triplanes, yo. For me, it's got to be the sound. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the thing I always dig about Battlefield isn't so much the way it looks, but the way it sounds. Like Dice has uh, special black magic that they use to make that everything sounds so authentic and have sound everywhere around you. And it's always the ambience is always there. You know, there's never a silent moment in that game. There's always shit going on. So. I'm intrigued. I used to play Bad Company 2 with uh, the War Tapes audio mode that was on, which basically compressed oh, yeah. the fuck out of everything and made it sound like a, a news report of like a, of a war, like, you know, where they'd actually film it on a camera. Um, and it was a, just a really immersive mode. And I think a lot of people like overlook the effect of audio on immersion in games, maybe because they just mostly turn it off and put their own music on. It's like, no, 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 not for Battlefield. Uh-uh. You want to get right in that. Turn it up, hear everything. It all sounds so cool and so authentic. It's one of those things that like when it's done really well, you you almost don't focus on it because it's just sort of subconscious and you're yes. like, wow, I'm having a lot of fun and I don't understand why, you know, yeah. so, but it's like the audio design is so good. It makes a big difference. It, it absolutely does. Cool. Well, I'm glad to hear that it seems to be coming along well. We'll, we'll certainly see how that one goes. If you do want to check out a bunch of videos but from Battlefield 1, by the way, Level Cap Gaming is... Uh, channel is right there on the screen so he's, cool. you've got a ton of footage on that you know and a lot of it's raw as well like a lot of just like here's a match so yeah if you, if you don't want to hear my annoying voice just watch 45 minutes of raw gameplay there, there you go. go you know i mean there... it, it's better than watching a two-minute trailer ultimately <laughs> i love chats and chats almost like i wonder if they're gonna have uh naval combat i would love that if it was just <laughs> Hey, get aboard this cruise ship that also has guns on it. Let's go kill some people. Oh, yeah, there was a lot of modified... ships are hilarious. Yeah, there's a lot of modified warships, and obviously, like, you know, the submarine warfare was a thing, but su the subs were really shitty, so... Super <laughs> subs. Yeah. The... Oh, oh my God. Yeah. Well, yeah. they are going to have naval combat in yeah, it. Yeah, so. there is going to be some of it. Like, isn't one of the behemoths supposed to be a battleship? Yeah, it's going to be like a dread, dreadnought, dreadnought or a battleship, whatever you classified it as. But oh, um, the ages yeah. of battleships yeah. before carriers went and ruined everything. You know, yeah. <laughs> the like, good old days of battleships when you just got shelled from miles away. By yeah, the good old days of guns that were as big as a skyscraper <laughs> that, you know, you had to put them on a ship because if you put them on anything else, it would just explode. You know, it just, yeah. That, yeah, that, they kept making the cannons bigger and bigger in World yeah, War One. I. I they think did. Was it the Germans that made the big Bertha or whatever it was? That yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, they yeah. They could fire like 20 shots before they had to like reline the entire barrel with like metal because it just stripped away so much of the barrel every yes. time it fired. And you're like, that's too big. That, that, you made a gun that's too You may big. have gone a little silly there. You know, Well, the idea of the mega gun, you know, and uh, railway guns and things like that. And there were some railway guns. You know, the Germans had guns that were so large, they were literally a train. Yeah, they could there's one that has that two parallel train tracks because one train track was not enough to carry the weight of this gun. It's like, that's insane. You've gone insane. Yes, it it was just, it was nuts. I, like the, the days of those, Jesus. I could spend hours just looking up how utterly ridiculous some of the designs were for just like- I do. When I dive in- battleships are so silly. I go into Wikipedia <laughs> dives every once in a while where we'll just spend hours reading up on- uh, ironclads and dreadnoughts and all this you know ridiculous artillery that they had and you know the evolution of german tanks particularly in world war ii where it's like what if we made it even bigger it's like no no <laughs> all the prototype shit and it's like uh, the mouse tank for instance but then there was um the rat tank that was never built it's like the this thing is had like this is ridiculous like, this is this is all insane stuff like 
Have you seen the uh, the German landship design for World War II? It's yes. like the biggest concept design for a tank. It's like a moving city. Yeah. But, like, I, I love that that's a thing that happens throughout World War One and then into World War II. And then it kind of stops towards the end. But it's like, you know, if we just make it bigger, it'll do more. We just more make damage. it a little bit bigger, though. Okay. <laughs> if we just make this bigger, though, it'll do more damage. And then finally someone's like, here's an atom bomb. But up until that point, people are like, what if we just make it bigger, though? Yes. And make it longer. <laughs> then it'll do more damage. And people are like, that's a good idea. Yeah, let's do that. <laughs> there was a lot um, of that, yeah. I would just like to contribute that... By all means. For any of you out there who are wondering, you know, what's the best way for me to prepare for Battlefield 1, you should really check out a just a, a beautiful work of art uh, called Panzer Models. No! And really, no, just shh. Just really get to know the tanks. Because it'll, it'll, your appreciation for Battlefield 1 will be on another level. Once you see those tanks naked, it's, it's a whole yeah, different ballgame. Do you ride the tanks? I don't think I don't think level cap has heard of the tank tank. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's this Panzer model. Can, can you get inside one of the tanks? You you, you, get, you get in the tanks and ride them. Yeah, you you get in you get inside of them. Yeah, yes. you Look, get in the tanks. Consensually, tank. you get oh, inside oh, of them consensually. I mean, of yeah. course, yeah, you have yeah. to know a tank before you can ride it. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's. I mean, yeah, you have to know you have how to it take works. Them out some dates. Level yeah, cat's googling it, like, looking at it, and like, saying, yeah, yeah, "What the yeah. fuck are you people?" I don't know what you're talking. I googled Panzer models, and I'm like, "Yeah, oh, wait, it's models." Panzermodeling.com. If you um, <laughs> how do you spell it? What is it? It's Panzer M A D E L S. M A D E L S. Look that up and be forever scarred. L S. Oh, yeah. okay, okay. Panzer Maddles. <laughs> I see what's I happening see where we're going. Maddles, the tank dating sim. I'm really disappointed that in that dating sim, they were just girls and not tanks. <laughs> I wanted so badly for them to just be tanks. They were just <laughs> like, girls named as tanks. Yeah, it's like, really? hi, my name is M4 Sherman. Like, <laughs> it's a... She's uh, is that like a translation mishap? A, like, I, I don't believe it's a mishap. I'm fairly sure it was on purpose. Oh, it's definitely, yeah. These are t these are tank girls. <laughs> I don't it's know It's like why. somebody said the word tank girl to them, and they're like, okay, they we'll make a literally. game about that. And they're like, yeah. it's just girls that are tanks, right? We've, okay. already done, we've done battleship girls. We've done fighter jet girls. So tank girls was on the list. Somebody was going to do it. <sighs> I, yeah, I, this is I, Japan's it, fault. This is all Japan's fault. Yeah. It always is. Oh, Japan. Oh, God. So I'm just saying, you know, oh, if you want to really appreciate the tanks, there is a way. There, there, there are methods out there. Indeed. <laughs> Dodger, I'd love to hear what you have been playing this week, and please don't say Panzer Mattels. <laughs> you're done with that game, right? Well, please I, tell uh, I, I also got into the alpha for a new game. Oh, okay. Um, it's called uh, Full Metal Alchemist Battlefield. Because really, the only way to make that game better is to add equivalent exchange. I think so. Don't look it up; it's not real. Okay, so I just typed that into the now discussing. I You're know, an asshole. I saw the look on your face. Like I'm gonna <laughs> type this into Google and see what that is. It's not real. God <laughs> damn it! It actually <laughs> sounded cool. You know, I was thinking, I was like, that I'd, could I'd be play cool. a Full Metal like Alchemist game. game. Absolutely, I would too. I would totally play a first-person shooter where you also had alchemy. <laughs> 
That would be awesome. Totally play that. I'd play that totally. What yeah, have you actually been playing? Spellcrafting. You need to like coordinate with somebody else to like cast a big spell. That'd oh be god, I, I would, would ha- kill You would for have that. to take a moment to like draw the circle, to draw yeah. the magic circles and <laughs> stuff, and and try not to get shot while you're doing that. You know, pick just the perfect spot to sit. Damn. The five pointed um, triangle, you fool, not six. Oh god. <laughs> it's like no, that that yeah. summons the demon that eats us all. Oh, like, well, shit. shit, we lose the game now. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> the trolling potential would be unreal. What have you actually been playing, you lying dick? Um. Okay. So my life, my life has been a lot of anime. We just had an anime expo. I've been. When is your life up, not a lot of anime? I know. Been finishing up all of the shows from the last season of anime, so that I can start on the new season of anime. It's just like a Very lot. Very important. But um, uh, uh, question. Yes. <laughs> Why do you do that? What do you mean? Like, why did you need to finish the last season of anime right now? Like, because otherwise I'll never finish it. I'll never find out what happened to Sakamoto-kun. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have to just All finish right. them. I have sure. to just finish them so that I can move on with a clean slate. Otherwise I'll be like, oh, like I never found job. out what happened to the bike girls. You made it seem like it was your job. And I'm just wondering, do you have a show that you review all this on? Uh, I have um, a Say video yes, that so I, I do. Like, okay. Yes. I have a video that I do at the beginning of every season where she I'm has like, an excuse here, are now. The, here are the shows. Okay. Yeah. That's All the right. only reason that video exists. So she's got an excuse to do that. It's not yeah. actually her job. <laughs> it is kind of awesome to be like, honey, I need, I really need to just sit here and watch anime tonight. I'm so, I need to get this work done. <laughs> uh, both Jesse and I played a game called Rusty Lake Hotel. We did. Um, okay. We did. Yeah. Which... I heard something about the ending of this. Do tell. Uh, this game is, is, Honestly, yeah, but in a really awesome way. Uh, The idea of this game specifically is that you work at a hotel um, and there are all of these guests who are coming to stay for the next five nights and they're all different animals. And then you go into the kitchen to find out how you can help with dinner and the toad that runs the kitchen. Actually, first off, Mr. Al is like, that's true. I'm Mr. Al. That's <laughs> true. Mr. I Al mean, who owns the hotel. Yeah. yeah. Mr. Al owns the hotel. Uh, Raven Man is the guy at the front desk. There's a weird bat bellboy. Uh, and then a toad is who this? cooks dinner. <laughs> yeah. And then shit goes down. <laughs> yeah. And then you're given a cookbook and they're like, here, help us find everything for dinner. And you realize that all of the meats that you're supposed to find are the meats of the visitors. So each the night. hell? Yeah, so each night you're going into a different person's room and completing puzzles to murder them. Yep. And it's what? Like, it's yep. amazing. It's so, it's so cool. Uh, this is the worst animal hotel. <laughs> like, and and while like all this is happening. Styling. It's great. Oh, yeah, the art style looks great. Yeah. There is some weird, crazy-ass shit going on. Like, you'll look out a window and a weird rabbit and a hood will walk by and you're like, what the what is this or you see diagrams in some of the rooms like uh some some of the people who are staying at this hotel are like researching things and you're like what it what is this is this important ah whatever i haven't seen anything like that and then later on you're like it was important it was important yes Um, we won't so it's like it's like a point and click basically right it is it's a it's a point click like very very puzzle heavy game right um you won't spoil the ending but literally it, you'll be like, what the fuck just even happened? Yeah, both of us were like, what? Yeah. Uh, the best part was is I, is, is I, I beat it 
maybe a few hours before Dodger started playing. So <laughs> I, had, I knew what the ending was. And I literally, from in her office, heard her go like, what? <laughs> so I was like, oh, she finally beat it. All right, cool. Like, I already knew what had happened. I was like, yeah, okay, she got the ending. Yeah, it took like three hours. It's not super long, but apparently there are like six of them and they're all connected and they all happen in the same place and they're all super fucked up. And now I want to play all of them. <laughs> yeah, I'll, there's a bunch of... It, when you beat this game, if you do it at 100%, you get a code that can then be inputted into another one of these games that gives you something secret about this game. Like, it's bonkers town. 100% bananas. Super weird. Right. Um, that will be a one that probably will not be on my playlist, but okay. I think you should play it. No. No, you know I hate puzzle games. I'm not into that. <sighs> It's so fun, though. It's so you, fun. you only want it so that you'll find out what happens when I reach the end and also react <laughs> in the same way. That's the only reason you want oh, me to play God. it. You would, make, you would make a video called, and now I'll spend 28 minutes talking about the ending of Rusty Lake Hotel. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> I'm making a video that's longer than the actual game about it. Oh, God. What else have you been playing this week? Oh, have you not had a chance? I know you've been busy. Um, I haven't had a chance to play a whole lot. I've been doing Overwatch, but completely avoiding competitive mode. Uh, I think a lot of people have been avoiding competitive mode at the moment. Jesse got very vocal about it on Twitter. Oh, everyone has Thank been. Cool, like, it man. seems like season one is just kind of, they've accepted it's going to be a shit show, and then hopefully season two will be better. <laughs> but I'm I have like, heard I'm nothing not but bother. complaints. Uh, honestly, like, get, I, and I, I just reached level 25. I'm like, do I want to press competitive mode? I'm like, actually, I don't. I... <laughs> I think I'm happy with the I jump into a game, play for 10 minutes, and then leave with no consequences set up that Overwatch allows for. And I'm, I'm not interested in being stuck there for 40 minutes with people arguing or with them. Or 60 minutes. Or 60, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah it's, 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 it's never a short match. To their own benefit, they've matched, they made matchmaking so good that you're put against people who are roughly your skill level to the point where I'm... Um, a usual game that you're like, this is a great 20 minute game I just played is now an hour. And you're like, oh my God. And every time I've played, every time they've said, we fixed this problem, we fixed this problem, or this bug's gone, I go back in and find a new one. Uh, oh, a Jesus. great example of my new current stressful thing is if you're playing and someone on your team leaves, right? Um, you have a, a short amount of time to just leave the game. If you leave, you can, you can uh, get out without any problems. But if, if you're, imagine you're winning. So like the team I was playing with, we, it, it was five, six. We were down a person. We were still winning a King of the Hill session. We were one, uh, one victory away from winning all of it. So we're like, F it, let's do this. We won. The amount of XP we got was, was the same amount as if we had not like, because our guy left, we got like, when like, bink. we're like, wait, we were down a man, somehow still won. And that's what we get. Turns out if we had lost that, we our loss would have been like a normal loss. So it would have been a massive drop, which is like, I don't know what the programming is there. Who thought that? It's crazy. Like, it sounds just to me like the rewards just aren't worth the time invested. Um, Cloud9, I guess, streamed all 10 of their placement matches, like the whole team did. Okay. And uh, what was interesting is that they all you know, won every match. They did great. Um, for the most part, all of them were at 79. And the only person who was at 69 was their healer. 
<laughs> that's really bad. Just yeah. like, wow. That it's like you- a huge difference because um, damage is so much, is taken into account so much more than anything more than else. healing? Wow, that's no yeah. good. So so when I, uh, this also goes into, when, when myself, Crendor, and uh, Gmart all played, we did all 10 of our matches together, all had the exact same thing in the end. They all were 49 and I was 43. And I was like, all right, what's the explanation? The explanation is one, I was a healer for most of it. Two, the other time I, uh, that I wasn't, I was uh, a character that has like a low skill level. I was just in the background like junk rep, but I was getting like plays of the game and stuff. So all these factors factor in. And then people are saying that MMR from your preseason stuff might factor in too, which hmm. for me totally screws me over because if that's a casual thing, I made a bunch of videos of me learning to play new characters, which involved a lot of like, well, I'm getting my ass kicked. Getting fucked, I, yeah. But if you're a person who went through and played only three characters and you're the best at like, I'm the best Genji, so I play 600 hours of Genji, then you're like, I'm I'm rank 70, so screw everyone. Like, that's not fair. And it's, oh, there's so many things I'm just like, y'all should have waited. Y'all should have taken your time and waited because this seems a little rushed. But that's just me. I uh, that's what I'm saying. Seems a little rushed to me. I mean, I it's so not- weird because they took so much time getting this game out the door. Like it was done years ago. It was like in a state that was playable compared to any other developer. Oh, like, totally. Years ago, and then they're like, "No, we got to tweak this and tweak that and get this working just right." And then they release it, and then like competitive, they're like, "Oh, let's just get it out the door." And it's like, "Okay, it's not working at all." Like no. I, I just got so and it's, frustrated. And it's live. Yeah, I, I haven't found a single person who has vocally said, yeah, I love competitive modes. Great. You know, it's absolutely fantastic. Everyone was really hyped as it came out the door. And then immediately within 24 hours, people realized, oh, this is not good. This is, this doesn't make a lot of sense. This, uh, weirdly enough, and yeah, th- this sounds like a complete change of subject, but it really isn't um, a you know, mobile game that I play and Dodger, I think you still play. Jesse doesn't play it anymore. Uh, Clash Royale just released their tournament mode. And we've been waiting for this mode for ages. That (laughs) is also fucked up, badly designed shit. Like, not only is it not in any way interesting, it's not an actual tournament. It's just a timed leaderboard where you play as many games as you can within the time period. And then the winner is, like, the person that won the most games. It's not even a ratio or anything. Like, if someone plays more games than you, they literally are just higher on the board than you. Like there's, that's awesome it's like wow that sounds like a great <laughs> tournament mode and what makes matters worse is they decided to make the tournaments based on your locality it's like play against local players one because they kind of wanted to minimize latency i guess and two because they wanted to foster some sort of weird community feel guess what you create a tournament in that game it literally tells everybody in the world who looks at that tournament not only which town you live in but the area of the town you live in so <laughs> ridiculous it shows your house on google maps right there you know that's everyone. that sounds ridiculous but uh when i when i first thought because I, I, I thought oh i'll set up a tournament maybe for our like viewers or whatever because it costs like in-game currency to do it because there's, you there's a prize pool so like some generous person has to pay for the prize pool which I think that's going to rapidly not become something that people do. But I thought, you know what? Okay, I'll throw like, you know, uh, some gems in and do that. And it's like it had my location. I'm like, whoa, that not only is my town, but that's the area of my town that I'm currently in. So like, okay, I'm going to turn off uh, location services on my phone because then they won't know where I am, right? So I went, I restarted my phone, went back into the game, tried to set up a tournament. 
Not only did it didn't put my town, it put my longitude and latitude. <laughs> GPS. And I went and looked that up on what? Google. I'm like, that's my fucking street. <laughs> I was like, the fuck? Nope. The, what? Who thought this was a good idea? I mean, you single-handedly- Why is that? Ne- like, what would be the purpose of that? This is what I don't get. Like, this if is what I- If you lose the game and you want revenge, you know- <laughs> You can go and kill the person. Go straight like, to their house, man. So, yeah. You know, the, the, the thing about uh, Clash Royale, especially high level, because uh, I'm, I'm in the highest level arena. I'm in the legendary arena, which is like 3,000 plus trophies. I play mostly against Chinese people and Koreans at this point, which means that- there's a fair amount of latency, and in a game like that, latency is not as important. But at really high level, it starts to matter because you do stuff like um, certain spells have a travel time, so you'll actually like pre- uh, preemptively fire a spell off um, because you know that that guy's probably going to drop this creature to counter this creature at this specific time in this position. It fucks it the hell up if you get like a decent amount of latency because your stuff will drop down. I mean, it gets to the point where you're literally uh, a one swing of a creature can determine the game. So you're timing specifically your creatures to drop to aggro something so it doesn't aggro on your tower. So you could kill something before it takes its swing to blow your tower up and all that shit. You can't do it because of the latency problems. And when you're playing against people in Asia, it becomes a big problem. So I I think maybe it had something to do with that. But they could have just done, I don't know, state or time zone. But it's like, no, region of small town in North Carolina. I was like, no, no, no. (laughs) Abort. Oh, yeah, Stop. absolutely. I mean, they, they literally made that unstreamable, like, because uh, no, no one I think that's going to be a content creator for that game will ever create a tournament right. as a result of that. And they're the people who are likely to. You know, if I was going to yeah. create content about the game, I would be willing to invest money to create tournaments for other people. I'm totally cool with that. But I'm not cool with it when that happens. Uh, you know, I just thought I'd bring it up because it's another example of a huge, really popular game releasing a competitive tournament mode that was utter fucking trash. That no, was really I, badly designed. I think Overwatch is the opposite of that in that that's too much information. Overwatch suffers from not enough information but the, yeah. the way things happen in competitive mode there's no transparency on why things are the way they are hmm. and you only find out after the fact after people complain and then they release a thing like this is this is why this is it's like we should know all this one of the things i think is really frustrating a lot of people is in competitive like if you're going to keep the casual nature of the main game cool love it i love the main game in competitive we i feel like we need player stats like we need to know mm. how other players are doing and i know the the right now it's like no 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 we're trying to keep it like we want to hide that that's in if you put the stats in that makes people like really toxic i don't know if they've played their own game but it's already toxic welcome mm, to is. every competitive game ever every oh, competitive game oh, yeah. toxic it's not i recall the- uh reading like i think it was a wired article that claimed that how Overwatch got rid of all, to- you know, is the least toxic game ever. It's like, you didn't fucking play it. You have no idea. People get salty about everything, even without that information. But it's something that Blizzard has been struggling with for a while. Like, I don't know if you remember, but uh, they made a change to StarCraft a while ago, where if you were too low rank on ladder, like say you were like Silver League or Gold League, it didn't show your losses. It only showed you wins. Because they thought, it, it, because they thought um, showing your losses would discourage people. And now that they're changing the ladder to be to give you a lot of info, like it literally it'll show your MMR, it'll show it's very granular. It gives you a lot of information about like how well you're doing because they actually realized that hiding those stats wasn't keeping people playing. It wasn't helping. 
Um, mm-hmm. And it's weird that they seem to have taken a bit of an opposite approach with Overwatch, where they said, hey, well, we have a competitive mode, but we're going to still like treat you with kitty gloves. And so here's the thing that's highly, highly dependent on knowing those stats and knowing how you're performing, so especially just from monitoring your own gameplay, because any competitive player wants to practice and work on things that they're bad at and not having access to any of that information like really yeah. sucks. You know, it's it, like you can analyze your performance after a match. Here's the thing. The rest of the game, I'm 1,000% okay with not having a ton of information if I'm playing just a normal, quick, casual quick play, match. Yeah. Or I'm like, yeah. but I'm going to dick around and, and be Genji and jump off shit and see where it gets me. Yeah, I'm fine with that. I think it's fine. But in competitive mode, it's one of those things where it would be helpful to have information if you're going to try and make it competitive. I feel like competitive mode, it, it's like... They took, like, like, they tried to fit a different concept into the core concept of the game they have now, which is, it, like, it doesn't mesh. There's no, I, again, this is one of those things where I just feel like it, it was totally rushed. I know, I know it's, I, they've probably been trying to fit it in there for for a long time. Like, we're trying to figure out a way, but I would have rather demanded they it. waited. They you just know? waited. They, people demanded a competitive mode, a ranked mode of some uh, description. I don't play Overwatch for that reason. Like, I... I exactly. Overwatch is my filler game that I jump into. I play a couple of rounds, and a lot of people have said, oh, you know, solo queue Overwatch is fucking terrible. And I actually really like solo queue Overwatch because I don't really care about the result too much. Like, I, I don't mind. Mm-hmm. I just, I jump in, I play, I try to get better. You know, that day I'm like, you know what? I'm probably, you know, I want to focus on my Zarya play and maybe get my Zarya play a little bit better in the situations where we need a Zarya. You know, if I need to switch, cool, I'll switch. Uh, but... I'm just thinking today I'm going to do that, and if I feel like I've I've got a bit better with it, I don't even care if we lost. Like I didn't, I don't, I don't mind. It's like you know what, I I feel good about my play. I had fun. I enjoyed myself. I feel like you know if I ever went into competitive play, I would start to obsess over what my team was doing. The thing about um, the thing about stats in particular is a lot of people argue well you should hide the team stats because you'll just end up fighting with people. But the thing is that if you don't know why you lost. Because exactly. you're denied all of that information, it's hard for you to get better. You know, if, and if yeah, you know, we play the blame game anyway. If yeah, lose, everyone blames like, oh, everyone anyway. Freaking random man, he wasn't healing yeah. anyone. You know, yeah. but you don't actually know that. You're just like, I'll give you the perfect example of a, of a game where that happened. Uh, Krendor and I, and I, there were a bunch of the people we were playing, and it was on a map that really. It's such a huge map that you can't see what every single person's doing. We no. had a Widowmaker on our team, and the assumption is Widowmaker ain't doing shit because you never see what Widowmaker is doing ever. And right. if we had stats to prove what the Widowmaker was doing, we ended up, it was because these matches are so close all the time. That's to, again, it's credit. That's great matchmaking. They're always so close. Um, at the very end, if you lose, you're like, what happened? What happened? Did someone not switch? Did we you not look, you look to someone to blame. It's the natural human condition to look and to someone to blame. And everyone went to that you know? Widowmaker. Everyone yelled at that Widowmaker, even though at the end, the Widowmaker did it, like, was like, I just got gold in, like, four things, guys. And it's like, well... The Widowmaker was doing exactly <laughs> what the Widowmaker was supposed to do. Right. You know? We never saw the Widowmaker. We never knew what Widowmaker was doing. We never saw shots flying across. But Widowmaker was just putting in work behind the scenes. And we're like, all right. So we have no idea why we lost that. Either the other team was just way better, which we'd love to see stats for, or we, someone else fucked up. And it's like, all right, well, who, what yeah. happened? What was the I change feel, you needed to make? I feel like uh, people are more happy with a loss if they understand why it happened. And yeah, if they don't, sure. 
then that's when the blame game, you know, and the accusations start flying. And in order to make sure people can understand that, you actually need to be open with your information, not obfuscate it. And uh, I think mm -hmm. that, you know, maybe that's something that they could learn from there. Uh, you know. How cool would it be? I would love it if they just went overboard with stats. Like they could have like almost a linear chart showing like deaths versus kills. You'd be like, oh, that's the moment right there where they like wiped half our team and then they took the point. You can like yeah. stare at a graph and like analyze the game based on graphs. StarCraft's like, that got a lot cool of that. Dota's got that. a lot of that. And it's very, yeah. very helpful. Um, uh, I think uh, with StarCraft in particular, trying to figure out like, why the fuck did I lose? This is ridiculous. I felt like I was playing great. You go to the end of game stats, I'm like, Oh, hang on a minute. At this point in the game, he had 30 more workers than I did, but I didn't know that because that's in the fog of war. So my, uh, that actually kind of made my frustration go away. It's like, oh, that was my fault. I totally fucked up because that guy managed that. Now I'm less mad, and now I know how I can get better at it. You yeah. know, and the more of those stats you hide, the, the more difficult it becomes to get good at it. So I will uh, say one of the things that... Um that I like about other competitive games is that uh, the casual modes are so similar to the way that the competitive plays out. It's just yes. maybe people trying harder, but with Overwatch, it's like, I love being able to jump on for like, like Jesse was saying, a 15 minute or a 20 minute game. And for competitive, it's like, well, you better have an hour ready to kill. Like you don't right. know what you're getting in for. And that to me kind of hurts it. Cause I like um, having an expectation of what I'm, going in for i don't want to be like sweating for like an hour like playing my heart out and like oh my god that was just one game you know like i could have got three casual games in at that in that same period of time and it's not that it isn't fun but in the sense that it's also sort of a they've worked in such a good progression mechanic to overwatch i want my freaking golden skins you know i want that mm. soldier 76 golden assault right man. <laughs> i i, I am like that would be the one reason long. to play it you know i really i yeah. do want I, I want the the golden diva guns because it's, it's only 300 points go they, for they, it they look like they look like diva is just like uh, just a, uh what's the best way diva's a chav right so in England, we okay. have, you know, people who uh, we refer to as chavs, uh -huh. who generally like a lot of bling, like costume jewelry. They kind of look ridiculous. They also act like complete and total assholes. I feel Diva's a chav because she just, she goldified her guns, but not anything else. So it sticks out like a sore fucking thumb. It also makes me think like she couldn't afford the rest of the mech, but it's like she got the golden guns though. So she just slapped them on and like, it's like no accounting for taste kind of thing. I, I just love that idea about it, uh, but I'm not I'm willing to play I'm still sad that Roadhog's hook isn't gold. That would be lovely. Yeah. I, I'd be I, cool with I that. Wanna, I want to get this golden soldier assault rifle and then the golden camo for soldier and just like make that people rage. The coldest human being who ever lived. Everybody hates yeah. Soldier 76 because he's like, oh, he's the easiest class to play. And it's like, yeah. Because he's the dad. Because <laughs> you always blame your dad for your own problems. Or dad. <laughs> okay, that's the or reason. I never thought of that before. <laughs> that's, that's um, good, I think so. the longest game of Overwatch that I've ever played is this current Farrah Mercy game mode. Oh, I don't even play those weekly brawls. Oh, I love so them. Silly. I love them because it forces me to play characters that I never play. So that's I was fair. like, ah, yeah. this could like help me with my Farrah game. Holy mm -hmm. shit. It is out of all of the crazy game modes that I've played so far, this one is bananas. Like the overtime goes on forever because everybody's just flying reviving, all over the place. Reviving, reviving. is going on oh, everywhere. You're just like, only fair mercy. I didn't play that one. That's only nobody, everybody mercy. missing every single shot ever taken all game long. That's it's horrible. it's amazing. You're const everybody's just flying constantly. Oh, it looks crazy. <laughs> it's like, if I want that shit, I'll play tribes. Thank you very much.
It's fun. Oh, it's fun. But it it's yeah, this weekly brawl. The games mm. go on so long. Yeah. yeah, I feel like that's the the biggest thing is the like duality of this game. Really, the last few games Blizzard has made where it's like casual, 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 here's a competitive mode. Mm. And I I think Overwatch is the shining example of it right now in that it's a game that is so much fun to play at a casual level, it gives you a thing that's like, yeah, you're only Mercy and Fira. Enjoy flying around and blowing each other up and resing everyone. How wacky is this? Also, in the same like scene, it's like, here's your competitive game that's built around those like that, which trying is trying to be all things to all men. You know, it, yeah, it don't think it's working out so well. Yeah, I, 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 yeah, they just needed more. They just should have taken more time. I don't know who the big shot over there who was like, we need it now, but. You know, should have waited. Should have waited. The amount of rounds that you're required to play through also, like, I would be fine if they had the exact same rules in terms of the quantity of rounds as casual because I don't need my competitive match to really, really analyze who is the better team and give us a nice hour-long match to, like, really I'd decide. rather lose and I'll just decide, get, yeah. get home with I'll it. decide in yes. 20 minutes. And if you yeah. want to play an esports tournament, then by all means, like, either add more rounds or just play 10 games, you know, or 20 games, whatever. And, like, that can be fine. Have longer games for esports, but for just, like, competitive where you're just teaming up with friends online we don't need to spend a freaking hour yeah it, it is a bit strange it's it's like saying oh well you know i'm high i'm you know a high ladder on starcraft so that means that all my games are now best of fives it's like no 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 that just leave that for the tournaments you know and mm -hmm. it, it is a bit of a weird way to do it I, I personally think the better way to do it would be how uh, dirty bomb does it which usually if you want to kind of play the competitive ranked i think it's stopwatch that they usually do and it's just like all right one team's attacking, the other team's defending, and they set the time, and then the other guys to beat the time. And that's pretty much how they do it. It's not too long. It seems to work out fairly well. Uh, evidently, Blizzard wanted to do something different. I don't know if it's worked out. Apparently, it hasn't because everyone's bloody complaining about it. So, there you go. Uh, again, chat's like, Overwatch guys said very early on they wanted this to be competitive from the beginning, which is true. That's what they said. But, I mean, if that's the case, then why is this the Overwatch competitive mode we got? I think they'll get there. I mean, before they even... Of course they will. Of course they will. Yeah. Before they even release this, they're like, we know it's not what people want right now. We've got a patch coming out. It's all the stuff is fixed, supposedly, or something like that. And it's like, okay. So it's like they're sort of setting us up. Apparently they, season they, two, everything will be fixed and they'll have like everything done, which is cool. You should have just waited until August. August wait is till then. Like, all right, I get like the world wanted uh, to have competitive mode, but Maybe you don't always listen to the fans on this one. Maybe Daddy, I want it now. Yeah. Sorry, <laughs> Veruca. Maybe we'll wait till August. I want the world. I want the whole world. Yeah. Maybe Andies not. And prizes and games of all sizes. Cheers. <laughs> You're the worst. We're going to a break, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Uh, today's show is sponsored by squarespace.com slash cooptional. I present to you maybe the worst ad I have ever written for this. And, oh, good. But it will be the conclusion to our epic story arc. I, I, I don't think they're going to drop us after this one. I really do. We're going to reach that point where they're like, your ads are getting too fucking weird. We haven't got there yet, but this might be it. We'll be back after the break, folks, to talk more about the games we've been playing this week. You are watching the Co-Optional Podcast with our special guest, Level Cap Gaming. Do not go anywhere. And now a word from our sponsors. 
Well, the results from MyRealCox.com are in. It's as we feared. The Jesse Cox that returned from weeks of mysterious absence is a fraud. That's all well and good, but what use is knowing that if we can't prove it? I know. It turns out that a casual internet poll isn't admissible as evidence in a court of law. We live in dark times. You have to fix this. We can't have fake cocks all over our show. I agree. We have betrayed our audience by shoving fake cocks in their faces. We must right this injustice at once, but how can we prove that this man is an imposter? Well, we could ask him a bunch of questions that only the real Jesse Cox would know the answers to. Yes, but can we do that in a convoluted manner using Squarespace? Squarespace? Yes, it's a service that lets you build a website for whatever you'd like with absolutely no experience required. I know what Squarespace is. I negotiated the damn sponsorship. No, oh, sorry. It's, it's sort of a reflex at this point. Nervous tick, if you will. I actually don't know why I keep saying that. Maybe we could set some kind of trap, lure him into a cage with some sort of delicious bait, and then once he's captured, get him to admit he's not the real Cox. I know exactly what will lure him in. 10% off his first order at squarespace.com slash cooptional. I was thinking more along the lines of his favorite food or Yennefer cosplayer, not discounted web services. Everyone loves discounted web services. You know what's even better? New Squarespace domains. Squarespace takes out all the hidden fees and lets you set up a domain in just minutes for a straightforward, honest price. No hassle, no nonsense, no fuss. Why the hell are you blithering about domain names at a time like this? There's cocks on the loose and we have to expose the cocks to the world! You do know that I wrote the script to make you say cocks in as many awkward contexts as possible, right? Why aren't you taking this seriously? Perhaps I'd take you seriously if you presented this to me in the form of a professional-looking website on Squarespace. Have you considered a portfolio? A stylish-looking gallery, perhaps? Maybe you could present your findings on a slickly designed blog. You know, the kind that you could just set up in minutes on Squarespace. I don't even recognize you anymore. Ever since you started using Squarespace, you've stopped acting like a real human being. We sit down for dinner and all you want to talk about is Squarespace. In the car, Squarespace. In the bed, Squarespace. It's like you're not a real person anymore. You're like some sort of fake. I have no, no idea what you mean. Oh, God! Squarespace, build a website for whatever you'd like. Showcase your creations to the world. Set up a store with powerful e-commerce tools. Create your portfolio. Promote your business. Celebrate your wedding. These are just a few of the things that you can do beautifully on Squarespace with absolutely no experience required. Pick up a unique domain for your site at squarespace.com cooptional and get 10% off your first order. Make your mark on the internet today. Squarespace. Set your website apart. Because who knows when an imposter might show up. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the co-optional dog cast. That is a dog right there. <laughs> That's a dog. That's a dog. That is an awesome looking dog. To be fair, all dogs are awesome looking dogs. Aww. Awesome Look at it. Look at it. Look at it. There was a debate going on yesterday over whether or not people love pugs because they're actually adorable or if they love pugs because they feel sorry for them. Hmm. It might be a bit of column A, a bit of column B, right? It's like yeah. intense debate there. It's, it was hard. Like, I couldn't even defend myself because I kept being like, but they're so, like, tiny and fat and they snort. And they were like, yeah, because you feel, you feel bad for it. You feel bad for them because they have genetic disorders that make <laughs> yeah, them do that. Like, 
like all of that is like, oh, you're so unfortunate. And I was like, no, they're cute, but like because of unfortunate, th I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I think that's I think there's like, an element of that. Yeah, that's like why I want one of those bulldogs. Is like <laughs> he like walks like this. He's got yeah, like the ones that look like they've worked out too much at the yes, gym. Yes, I want one of those. And Probably yeah, and list. I kind of like him because he looks like a mess. He looks like a giant mess. And I want that in my life. I want it. Yeah. Like, you ugly son of a, you love me so much. She's like, yeah, yeah, I do. I totally love you. I want that. Yeah, thank you. I want that. Yeah. Absolutely. I'll stick mm -hmm. to giant and majestic. That's the way to go with dogs. Yeah. Dog As breeding it. is totally crazy, though. I mean. It is. Oh, guy is so small that, like, her kneecaps pop out every now and then just yeah. because of breeding. It's like. Mm. What? Yeah. So it's... small that the, the grooves and the bones aren't just, like, deep enough. So the kneecaps will just pop out while they're running. And like, yeah. okay, that's great. That's just a breeding defect. Awesome. Yeah, that that's the, the reason why a lot of that's regulated now. My uh, one of my cats, Watson, uh, when they were looking at her, they were like, she seems like she's a purebred, so it's weird that she was obviously abandoned, but like at the same time, she was a runt, so it might have been that there was a breeder who was like, oh, this cat isn't gonna sell for anything, and then just got rid of it. And I was like, that's so fucked up. Well, that's I mean, so you say up. that, but the reason we have our second cat is because she has a uh, flat-chested kitten syndrome and is a runt, and yeah. you know, is probably not gonna. Uh, she's very fragile. She might not live a full life. Uh, we, she was basically thrown in for free from the breeder because the breeder knew she wouldn't be able to sell her. It was either that huh. or the breeder was just going to keep her, you know, assuming that the breeder was being honest about it, uh, was just yeah. going to keep her uh, because there's no way that anyone would uh, take her. But yeah, so we we kind of rescued her from that. Um, but that, that's for the very same reason, because she was a runt, you know, and that's not what, if you're going for a purebred animal, and there are definitely reasons, there are legitimate reasons to do that, um, then you would probably would not go for something like that. They'd probably end up in a shelter. So there you go. Anyway, jokes on you, because Watson's best kitty. Mm. Well, one of best kitty, one of two best kitties, alongside of Sherlock. <laughs> Indeed. Those shelter dogs need love too. They do, absolutely. Yeah, shelter absolutely. animals, best. All right, so let's talk a little bit more about. Stop that! <laughs> no one's gonna get sympathy that way. <laughs> oh, should we switch back to Veruca Salt? Was that better? <laughs> Don't care how You just ruined my show every yeah. single week. My daughter needs to get some candy and shit she does. But daddy, I want it now. You heard, you heard her, Wonka. What are you going to do about that? <laughs> get out of my factory. <laughs> okay, all right. Talk a little bit more of the games we've been playing this week. Uh, can I talk about Fury? Cause do some it. There's a lot of people streaming Fury right today, now. That just, just came out today. Yep. I'm so excited to play that after hearing you talk about it. I think it will be a your kind of game. I mean, you're the sort of person that, for pleasure, plays Volgar the Vikings. So I can understand <laughs> that you like difficult games. Uh, so this game is basically a boss. It's nothing but bosses. And it's uh, really cool aesthetically. It's by the, it's by the manga artist who did Afro Samurai. So it looks pretty, you know, it looks pretty stylish. And the whole game is boss fights and then walking or cutscene. Then another boss fight. Walking, cutscene, boss fight. And that's the whole thing. And it's done from, I guess, a sort of pseudo-isometric perspective, sort of top-down-ish twin stick. And you have a sword, which can do sort of a basic four-hit combo. It can also be charged. You have a gun that can shoot or do a charge shot. You can do a parry, a dash, 
and you use those things to fight bosses which have a fuckload of phases to them. You know, the second boss has uh, six phases, you know, mm. whereas you, th- you often think about boss fights and you think about maybe like the whole Dark Souls series. And, you know, in Dark Souls 2 or 3, there's like some bosses that have two or maybe three phases. Yeah, your second boss here has six. And there, I think there are probably bosses that have more than that. So it's Jeez. it's almost... It's a, it's a lot of endurance. Like, the boss fights are quite long, you know, and right. you've got to consistently be on your toes because, of course, when it kicks into the next phase, that moveset can completely change. That boss can be doing completely different shit. So... Hmm. This you is get, so fun to watch, to over if, you, if you die, do you have to start over the boss fight? You get three lives, and if you lose a life, you get all your health back, but so does the boss, but you stay in whatever oh. the current boss's phase is. Oh, interesting. Oh. Yeah. Okay. So okay. if you're in phase three and you lose a life, it, you won't go back to phase one again. But if you've taken off a bunch of the boss's HP, that HP is going to regenerate to full. So it basically takes you back to the start of that phase. But if you lose three lives, you have to start the whole thing again. What uh, is the boss? He looks like some sort of robot worm. Sh- so she is a... She, we don't really know. Like, uh, in the, I don't want to spoil too much of the story, but uh, the companion that you have was sort of explaining that she'd been imprisoned in a prison within a prison, and she's got some crazy powers, and they kind of restrict that powers by putting this sort of giant helmet on her, and she's been imprisoned um, for God knows how long, so she's gone huh. insane. And she's on, like, wheels for whatever reason. And I think uh, you're <laughs> currently not? watching Phase 3 where she breaks the... <laughs> the handcuffs around her hands and she grabs a scythe off the back of her fucking wheels or whatever and starts attacking you with it uh there's a phase where she just throws she breaks all of her restraints and she gets full use of her limbs again so she completely changes her moveset and everything i don't know what she is she's fucking crazy and she screams at you a lot that's all i know and she can fire lasers from her head i like that she has handcuffs but they left the scythe on her yes that was a little odd it's like she'll never get out of these but just put these handcuffs on yeah just leave her weapon there she'll never be able to get at that anyway so fun and I love the style of it too. Mm, the style's great. Yeah, you know, it's a lot of dodging, a lot of uh, waiting for your opportunity to strike. Uh, this enemy in particular will dodge a lot of your attacks, so you've got to wait for her usually to finish an attack. You, it's a lot of uh, punishing her, you know, as she's getting out of an animation. And then when you, every phase has a close combat phase to it. So the main phase is you just sort of running around the arena, but then if you get her down to her red health bar in that phase, you get into close quarters with her where you're restricted to being very close, and that's where she'll do a bunch of close range attacks. You've got to dodge them and wait for your opportunity to get a hit in, and then once you beat that, it gets to the next phase and all that shit. So it's obviously being played a lot on Twitch right now because people love watching people play hard as fuck games, and I found this game challenging. I mean, you know, I'm pretty terrible at video games, but I beat, <laughs> uh, I beat the first couple of bosses on it, and then I did my little video on it, and it, it took me a while, but, you know, you slowly learn her attack patterns, you learn the phases, you learn the best way to counter, you learn to uh, do all that shit, and it does have a reasonable amount of um, margin for error. Like, you can, you can take some hits, and you'll still be okay. You know, it's mm-hmm. not like a, a big fight where it's like, oh, you get hit once and you're dead, or you get hit twice and you're dead. No, no, no. But the thing is, the boss fights are so long that if that were the case, it would be frustrating as fuck. So you're allowed to make some mistakes, but the game's still pretty damn punishing because it takes a long time to bring the bosses down. Uh, the music's also great. It's absolutely fantastic. So if you like uh, electro soundtracks in particular, a lot of really like uh, pulse-pounding electronic stuff, it's got that in spades. Sick. Uh, so... Yeah, a lot of people are playing it on Twitch right now, I think, for that very reason. You know, they, they are looking for big, hard boss fights and stuff. It's very entertaining to watch people do that. 
And if that's what you're looking for, then you might want to have a look at Fury. Uh, I do have a video up on my channel right now that explains it in more detail and shows that I just do the second boss fight from start to finish. It takes me like 15 minutes. And that's without dying. That's 15 minutes just, that's how long it takes right. to kill it. So, yeah, it's, it's bonkers. It's absolutely crazy. Oh, that is, and that's called Fury, spelled F-U-R-I. It's also free on PlayStation Plus, by the way. Uh, Interesting. The new, uh, the, oh, if you've got a PS4 you can, and you have PlayStation Plus, you can play for free, which is a pretty decent deal. I'd take that. So make sure you download it before the end of the month, before they change the games, if you want to play it on console. <sighs> yeah, so I'm playing that. Um, I've also started, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm going to have to apologize in advance. I started playing an MMO again. <gasps> TB, no. I know. What's I just, I just, I felt like oh, I, no. I needed something. I, I love Jesse's fake concern. Because oh, like, no. he, oh, he still plays WoW. Thing. Oh, God, that must be the word. That's oh. terrible. Uh, yeah, so there was a game that had a head start that looked kind of interesting on Steam called Riders of Icarus. And I said, like, you know, I haven't played an MMO in a while. And I feel like something like mindless, uh, that just a little bit grindy, just to. Uh, sort of go into a trance and play for a little while so I'll, screw it why not i'll try riders of icarus what what is it well it's it's a korean mmo and their big gimmick is that you can tame almost any creature in the world and then ride it okay. and you can collect different mounts and there are flying mounts and, and land mounts and there are a okay. shitload of them and all the mounts have different stats and different skills so some people have said, hey, it's a little kind of like Pokemon in that respect, where you got to try and collect as many mounts as possible. It's like, kind of, yeah. Um, I got a kangaroo, which I was very happy with. Uh, just big fantasy kangaroo. Uh, it's shit, okay. but it's a kangaroo. It's like a one-star mount, and it's pointless. You get to name them. Yeah, I believe you do. You can name okay. them. You can, uh, you can also turn them into a pet that will fight with you. You know, like they're playing a hunter class in, in WoW? You can turn your mount into a pet, that, that will uh, be like your companion that will fight with you and have abilities and uh, attack the enemy. So kind of every class is also a hunter in that respect. And you get a little <laughs> scroll to turn your mount into a pet and shit like that. So you can have a collection of pets that will fight and a collection of pets that you ride around. Okay. But, but, having known you for a decent amount of time, I know that when you really want to say that a game is way too grindy for you, you'll lead it with oh it, well it's a it's a korean mmo <laughs> and that's like all you have to say and we're like okay it's too grindy it's too grindy for tb so you've established this is a korean mmo right mm. off the bat but you enjoy it does it have the grindy elements that you hate or not i mean it it just it's it just reminds me of wow really like it's the it's the good old quest experience structure you know it it has some definitely asian elements particularly the fact that Every time you pick a male character, they're in full fucking armor. It's very ornamented, but it looks very sensible. Pick the female, and it's like, that's a bikini. Right? That's, <laughs> that's not a real thing. It's like, yep, that sounds like a Korean MMO to me. They pull that shit a lot. But, yeah. it, I mean, it, it's, more, it's way more westernized than a lot of the older stuff is. You know, I, I seem to be leveling at a relatively reasonable pace, from what I can tell. Doesn't seem to be too crazy. I think the game is going to be free to play. I, I got in on the Head Start sort of starter pack thingy. And I looked at the store that it's got, the cash shop. It doesn't seem like it's got too many things that you would really need. I think what they're going to get you on is bags. Like, you get a, a bag early on, like for inventory space. 
And I did oh, notice I that they were selling bags in the cash shop, so I have a feeling they might fuck with you on that. I already, I already found that, like, with the starting bag, I was really, you know, it was really filling you know filling my inventory space up very quickly so i was like oh god is the is this going to be a case of that i've got to just buy a bunch of bags on the cash shop or whatever the other stuff mostly seems like convenience items like you can buy like a portable auction house you can buy a portable storage we actually got all of those as part of the starter pack so we didn't need to buy any of them and you can all they have a kind of skin lottery thing for your mounts where you, you spend a small amount of their currency and you can I believe you can also earn, you can actually earn this currency in the game as well, uh, just by playing it. And you can get a, a random box, which has a random skin for a random creature, which is in itself a bit shitty because I got, I, I tried it once just because I was curious. And it's like, it gave me a skin for a thing that I don't have. Admittedly, you can tame every, I mean, you can tame every creature in the game. It's just like each zone has certain creatures in it. And you get a bestiary, which tells you here are all the common creatures and there's like a few rare spawns or like boss guys that you can train. And sometimes you need to collect um, items to be able to train them. You have to get your training level higher or whatever. I wanted to get this so giant can, fucking can spider get a thing. Different skin for like, can you get like a zebra skin for a kangaroo? Like, I don't believe so. It's just like, they've got a couple of skins for like the kangaroo. It's like, this is a golden kangaroo or this is a flaming <laughs> kangaroo or whatever. Ooh. I don't believe you can transmogrify it like that. Uh, but, what I did find is the skins seem to also have stats on them, because I'm pretty sure um, the starter pack came with a wolf, and then it came with an obsidian skin for the wolf. And I okay. looked at them, it's like, hang on a minute, that moves faster than the regular wolf. <gasps> so uh, no! th there's definitely a bit of like, eh, right, so you can pay for a little bit of an advantage. Um, mm. But, I mean, and that that's a very... I think that's a very Korean thing, the whole cash shop. It's a Nexon published game, Nexon Korea published. They do that <laughs> shit all the time. So it's a good old login for daily rewards and, you know, gather this currency and stuff. But for the most part, from what I've seen to start with, you, there's that stuff doesn't really seem to interfere too much. It, but outside of that, it's just a kind of a regular do quests, get loot kind of thing. The combat system is very much... Even though they claim you can play action combat or hotkey combat, the action combat is really kind of just hotkey combat. It's just you sort of it changes the way you move the camera and some of the skills are bound to the mouse clicks. The combat's um, it's a bit unresponsive. I found. I found like it, it's almost like there's a bit of a delay on everything. I don't know if that's a server issue or whatever. But what I will say about the combat, I'm playing an assassin character in it, and there's some interesting stuff like there's a dodge move you can do by double tapping a direction and after a dodge if you use a skill the skill gets a different property so instead of being like uh, i think there was one where it's like a double slash but if you dodge before it it becomes a, a charge that just does one slash and it hits multiple creatures so you're kind of encouraged to dodge in and dodge out of combat you can also fight in the air and the game has mounted combat too so you can get uh weapons that you can use on your mounts and you can actually fight in the air on a flying mount or you can fight on like a horse on the ground which i haven't got to that bit yet uh, i only just got my first flying mount which is a you know, very very basic one although i got that after a few hours of play so i'm um, you know it, it may be interesting i will say the game only has uh one racial choice which is just like humans it's okay. not if you like playing different races like dwarves and elves and shit, they don't have any of that and i think the game has like five or six classes so uh, that there doesn't seem to be, you know, the, the progression so far has been fairly basic. But, you know, it, for me, it was just a bit of a time waster. And I do like the idea of running it. I've basically spent a lot of time running around the zone trying to find the different mounts 
because I'm like, oh, I wonder what the kangaroo, you know, what the stats on the kangaroo are, because you can even get gear to equip your mount with. So you get like right. ar- armor for your mount and stuff like that. So it's you know, and the the flying feels pretty good too. You've got like a glide, uh, which makes you move really really fast. And kind of unlike WoW, the flying like actually kind of feels like flying. It's, you can't just like turn on a dime. Like the the mounts kind of have turning circles, and it's like you you are actually flying a a something rather than just a a horse that can spin around three hundred sixty degrees in you know, really, really quickly by just spinning the mouse or whatever. So, yeah, I mean, it's, I'm not, I'm not rating it as great or whatever, but I'm having a decent enough time with it. You know, if people just want to try a different MMO, then it's not shit. So we'll, we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> it's how not it's, shit. Yeah. It's a good, I mean, it's really a good for me, it's just a time waster ultimately, which is why I'm not streaming it because people will ruin it for me. They always do. <laughs> now, <laughs> I'm getting, now, now I'm just getting depressed. It looks nice. Yeah, it uses the Cry Engine. It's not a bad looking game. Uh, the art style again is very Korean. You know, the the whole everyone looks perfectly beautiful. Like the men are sort have that sort of perfect. What, what's the, what's the anime term, Dodger, for people? Bishi, I guess. Yeah, they're bishonen. Very, very bishi face. You know, the women are all absolutely perfect in <laughs> every way. Mean? Like, uh, it means a beautiful boy. Yeah. Sorry, I was I was kind of beautiful man. Very sort of like. Almost, fe- almost feminine features. Very feminine you know? looking, yeah. Yeah, so it, you know, a lot of Korean uh-huh. games look that way. So not, um, not, not this. Gotcha. So I, I'm not, n- not especially. No, you're not Bishi, <laughs> Jesse. I'm sorry. Fuck. Uh, Sky would call you. Sky would call you a bear. I think. I guess I won't. Oh, biscuit bear. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Dear God. What else has everyone been playing this week? Jesse, throw oh. throw a hat into the ring. I'm sure you've got something. Yeah, uh, j- I just started playing it today on stream, and I'm gonna try to play it again tomorrow because it's apparently bonkers. Games is where I live right now. Uh, <laughs> it's a game called Assemblance. Assemblance. I bought that, and I haven't played it yet. I have never heard of that. What's that all about? Uh, you know what? I didn't hear of it either until someone said you got to play it, and then I looked it up on Steam. Uh, it's like Assemblance, but a semblance, but it's a semblance all word. Uh, the way the game starts out is literally red sirens and shit are flashing, and a guy's like, yo, yo, are you going to do something? You should do something. Something's happening. You should do something. I'm like, all right. And you go up to a console, you press a button. It's like, hey, all right, I just want to make sure you're good because, you know, every time someone comes in this damn thing, I got to make sure they're good. So you good? It's like, So oh, it looks like I a first-person exploration game. Is that what it is? Uh, but through dreams and reality so okay. i guess the basic premise from what i can gather is that you are a person who is subjecting yourself to an experiment in which um you worked at a lab and while working at the lab you created a essentially a holodeck but it's a holodeck that lets you relive memories your memories and right. you discover a bunch of things that i won't explain about it but that's like the basic premise and of course it's a mind trippy game so apparently today i got the bad ending who knew um no. told, there are six more endings to get how and long so, is the playthrough uh it took me an hour and a half to get the bad ending so i imagine that's also because it's it's also a game where it gives you clues and and it's not it's like an old school puzzle game where it doesn't guide you you'll hear a guy be like you used to spend hours at your office and you're like Oh, so I probably should go back to my office and like 
do something with the time there. Gotcha. But it takes, you know, it took me to be like, oh, oh, shit, I'm dumb. And like, go, you know, like that. So, so it's basically just a walking simulator. Like, is that the gameplay style? Just you walk around uh, and look at it's things? It's very much like PT's gameplay style where you could like zoom into things. So you had to zoom in. That's how you activate things. You can interact with other things. And uh, yeah, it's it's... It's not a scary game, but it's definitely a game where you will feel uncomfortable. Like, it's designed right. to make you be like, uh, what? <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of moments where you think it's about to be, like, a jump scare, but it's not. It's just a, like, here's something that'll be unsettling for the next five minutes. You're like, oh, okay. Yeah, it is, it is a creepy game. Um, Are you going to wind up having another Thursday where we both play the same game? Because... Might be I might it might take me forever to beat this thing. I don't know. Because I planned on playing this on Thursday. That's so funny. Yeah, yeah. I played it today and was just like, okay. Yeah. Uh I, I downloaded that today and I also I haven't played it yet, but it's a game we talked about last week that I knew I had to play and it finally came out. The Temporal Invasion, which is that like ARG uh game where it's all the answers are online, so you have to play the game, but also... Oh, like, yeah, that puzzle oh. game where you've got to look up all the shit oh, on the internet. Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited to play that. I just downloaded I have no idea what I'm getting into, but that's, my, that's like, next on my list. Uh, you stopped also, playing normal games a long time ago, didn't you? Well, most of the normal games <laughs> I played, I played for, like, you know, Let's Plays and stuff. And so in my spare time, I'm like, I'm looking for a game that is short and sweet, and that those usually tend to be the weird ones. The games that are just total bonkers. I... Yeah. Uh, started playing Zero Escape, Zero Time Dilemma. Oh, um, yeah. I, what? Tell me about that, because uh, you seemed like you were into it, from what I could tell. It is. It, it's, an, it's an anime game, but it's anime saw. So, essentially, you are nine people um, all in a bunker together, and this guy who wears, like, one of the old um, uh, plague masks, plague doctor masks, is like, hey, gang, uh, you're part of my little experiment, and... You can leave at any time, but here's the deal. In order to get access to the six codes that let you leave, six of you have to die. So, tough. And the whole premise is that, at least for me, it was like, how do I keep all these kids alive? But I guess you can go through the game, because when I looked at it, there's literally 100 paths you can go. So there's multiple ways you can end the game. And I guess this is the third in a series of three games. It is, which yes. Is, which I'm now waiting for the other two because apparently they are coming out to comp uh, to PC. Maybe yeah, they're gonna put on PC. They were originally like PlayStation Vita, I think, was the last one. I was gonna and... say I didn't even know that the first one got to PC. I didn't. Uh, no, it didn't. They are not. Yeah. Oh, it didn't. It didn't. Yeah. Okay. Well, wasn't that they just on uh, the, the that was Nintendo DS, right? The first one, I think. Yeah, yeah. They announced mm. it at Anime Expo that they're gonna bring them to new consoles and PC. So mm. that's cool. Uh, I want to know um, awesome. how can can you explain how those games actually play? Because the impression that I got from looking at them was that they were sort of like visual novels, but they had puzzles in mix. them. It's a mix of two. So okay, uh, um, literally my like hour twenty minutes or however long I played of my is just the visual novel part. Okay, like, right. Uh, but what happens is you do visual novel, visual novel choice. And then okay. outcome, outcome, outcome. Then you can switch between the three teams because you're split into teams of three. And then uh, for one of mine, it was major choice. Then you go to the next team and they're like what their part of this choice is. Then the next team, what their part of this choice is. So all the teams you're learning about them and you're interacting and you're getting backstory, but they're also in part of this choice. Then you get another choice and another choice. Then eventually it's like, now we're in the main story 
and Team C, for example, is in a room, and there's a way to get out, but there's also a way that someone dies in this room. So you then right. split the puzzle aspect of the room. And sometimes, from what I've been told, it's super RNG-based. So, like, depending on when you decide to do the puzzle and when it ha- – like, all of it – someone could just die because. Which people are like, yeah, don't get too caught, like, connected to characters. Because sometimes you might just lose one. And – uh, is it a bit like un- that? Sounds a bit like Until Dawn. Is that? I mean, am I on the um, right track there? I, I, I Until Dawn had a lot of like. Uh, it's like, not QTEs, right? No, no, no. It's not QTE. It's you're like puzzle solving in a room. Hmm. Um, yeah, I didn't experience any QTE, but that could be totally different. I haven't played the other two games, so I don't know. I have no clue. Uh, but what I played was super entertaining but it was definitely one of those things where i realized i need to go back and play the others because perfect example one of the one of the characters who if you're a fan of the series you know so i don't think it's really a spoiler but two of the characters like one of the characters is with these two other people in a room and he's like or the girl's like you know you talk pretty weird for you know someone who's your age and the guy's like oh yes that's because i come from the year 2075 and i'm a soul trapped in this old body and you're like i'm sorry what (laughs) <laughs> exactly. exactly like it's oh, a, it's a it's a nice i think it's, it's the same devs that made danganronpa i think spike john soft pretty yeah. sure yeah, yeah. So it's, 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 super it's, it's yeah so it's just like a high stakes situation with off the wall characters right? Yeah, right yeah there's there's boob girl and there's little boy who has a helmet on his head that you don't know why the helmet's on his head there's uh, like the firefighter guy who's like the truth and justice dude. He's like, don't worry. I'll get us out of here. Then there's the little redhead girl who's infatuated with the guy. And then there's the emo kid who the entire time is just like, told you we were all going to die. You know, like it's, 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 all it's these the whole thing sounds like Japanese saw two where yeah, everyone's yeah. like trapped, trapped in a house and trying to get out and people are dying constantly. Yeah. It's definitely a, it, it's, it's saw, but it's anime saw and it's, it's, super entertaining and i was like oh i want to play this and i'm gonna play this but i need to play the other two first because no- every time i have a conversation I'm like wait what what is-? like every conversation you have with them it's like hold up that's crazy and and the- but you get hints that they were from the previous games so you're like oh maybe there's a story here that i need to know before i play this one so that's where i'm at with that but it was very entertaining i've never been so entertained with an anime game in a long since honey pop because it was that was entertaining <laughs> honey pop is entertaining for different reasons, for different reasons. yes but for different reasons yeah, 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 yeah. oh dear yeah boob helmet and the firefighter an emo kid and and red and the twins that weren't sure. twins and the guy who yeah oh god it's it's so weird it's so weird it's a without weird knowing game. anything about this game none of what you're saying makes sense at all <laughs> I will just say, I will just say, there's a way to end the game in five minutes. I'll tell you that. <laughs> I discovered that ending. Kill, I was like, the six people right at the start. I imagine that's what I was going to ask. Is like, so if you need to kill six people to get out of there at the very beginning, literally, literally the very first challenge or the very first like big decision is the bad guy says, "Hey, just vote for a team, and all three of them will die." I'll give you a head start. Like that's literally the first challenge so my challenge as a player was like yo how can i make it so everyone lives through this and so that's what i spent the entire fan friday doing was like all right how do i keep to fix all this. these kids alive yeah i right. fucking went i just say all right screw it do it 
<laughs> yeah, that was my approach too. I was like, how do we kill six of them the fastest then? How can we do that? How do you so win the quickest? Time record yeah. game, right? It's time trial. Well, yeah. The problem for me was every character, like every team had at least one character. I was like, I want to know more about this person. Like there were every, like every team had someone, like one team had the kid with the helmet on. I was like, who the fuck is this kid? Where's this kid from? <laughs> and one team was like- Probably a little old man. I have no clue. One one team was this uh was was my firefighter dude. I was like, I gotta keep him alive. He's my AC Slater. I gotta keep him alive. <laughs> and then the other team was like the weird team that was like, I am from the future. And I <laughs> what? So I needed to know. I was like, I can't let anyone. I need to know all their stories. Oh, uh, you're making me want to go back to this game. I never finished it. Yeah, it's I. I just wanna. I wanna know why it's so weird. But it's super anime and super silly. And yeah, if you want to play a game where. It, I've seen clips online because I was very curious of like how people die. It's super violent. There's no like, and then it fades to black. It's like, whoa, all right. So if you want to see animus be murderated, this is the game for you. <laughs> I'm not sure that's a word, but okay, I'll take it. Yep. Oh, God. Uh, anything else? Any oh, Sorry? I was just going to say, side note, since Danganronpa is made uh, by the same devs, those games are on PC now. Yes, you can get those games on Steam. So, anything else? Anyone else has been playing this week? Just the usual Hearthstone, you know. Yeah. Wrecked by the warrior meta right now. I'm very glad I don't play the ladder anymore because of things (laughs) like the meta. I I think uh, yeah, all I do these days is I play the weekly tavern brawl, and that's kind of it for me with Hearthstone now. Like I'm Mm. kind of played out on that game until the next expansion, anyway. I play it very like just like one or two games a day, so I don't yeah. like overdo it. But then I always fall into a situation where my deck is like way behind the times, and I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm getting destroyed by everyone now. And then I have to yeah. like craft a new deck that somehow kicks ass. But yeah, right now with the warrior meta is just ridiculous. Like mm-hmm. everyone I who beats me is like a warrior. I'm like, cool. What are, cool. What are they using that? Because like I said, I'm ladded in ages, so I don't even know what the warrior uh, meta is. What's a, the main? Well, it's it's very armor heavy. Like, oh god, you know those that, decks. That, oh. Yeah, you know the the daily that's um like do a hundred damage to an enemy hero. So I got that. Then I joined in a game, played a warrior, lost, but did seventy three damage to Fucking him. Fucking hell! The game was just like cool. Like they just just so they just armor. Stack, is it like a stack, fatigue stack, warrior? Stack. Like they just build a ton of armor and out and uh, just wait for your deck to run out. I mean. That can happen sometimes, but oddly enough, it's a combo warrior too. So you'll be like, I got 20 health, I'm fine. And then he's just like, bam, 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 you're dead oh. in one turn. You're like, okay, cool. Like, it's just warrior right now is very good. Ah, screw that. And it pisses me off because I don't like playing warrior. Mm. Otherwise, I just make the cheap warrior meta deck and just have at it. I'll play a murloc deck, try and get back at them. It, That's it, like, right. That's it, right. It, Only murloc. murloc. No, it's terrible. It, like, it just counters the shit out of it. And you're like, oh, God, no. Yeah, you're just battering the crap out, and it's like, I've got more armor than God. Eh? You can't stop me. Like, oh, God, you're the worst. <laughs> yeah, z- uh, z- Zudex, am I right? <laughs> Thanks, Dodger. Great contribution. Yeah, I mean, you Dodger play a lot of Hearthstone, I know. 2013. <laughs> <laughs> Dodger is a secret legendary player. So. Those Zudex, though. <laughs> those, z- those Zudex, huh? It's all right. I, I still keep my old handlock deck that i've like stuck from the beginning was my like one deck that wrecked everybody yeah. it's terrible now but i just keep it around because i'm like ah, oh, nostalgic so for when it was good yeah. yeah maybe it'll be good again one day <laughs> maybe miracle rogue will make that comeback yeah i can't play rogue or warrior just like ah. mm. yeah. i need spells man i wonder what tavern brawl is tomorrow hopefully a good one 
I don't like it when they do repeats. Let's have something fun. Mm. That'll be nice. All right, let's take a break. When we come back, <laughs> things are going to get... People in chat are talking about zoo decks now. <laughs> I helped. I helped. Congratulations. <laughs> now you've brought self-loathing to the chat. Like, oh, fucking zoo. I hate this game. What the <laughs> shit? All right. When we come back after the break, things are going to get interesting, spicy. We're going to talk about CSGO gambling. Mm. Some of the people that have been involved in it and a lot of the really shady shit that's been going on on Twitch and YouTube lately. So get ready for that. We're going to be going back to that after the break. You're watching the Co-Optional Podcast. Do not go anywhere. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Co-Optional Podcast. Uh, this is what I like to call the Burning Bridges section of the show. So, you know, I, I don't really like using the show for that purpose, but when the biggest piece of news this week kind of makes that somewhat unavoidable... I don't think we really have much of a choice on this because it is a serious topic. It's not going to just go away. And I think there's not only discussion to be had about the current scandal that's going on, but also the wider implications of this notion of gambling being involved in video games as much as it is. So I, I think, think we've even we've even talked about that in a lighter sense before. Totally, like yeah. just CSGO lottery gambling stuff in the past and being like, this seems kind of sketchball that this exists and that miners can use it and that maybe it shouldn't be around and should be looked at more closely, maybe? And now here we are. <laughs> Shit is now getting real, you know? So let's set the scene for people that, you know, don't know really what's going on. So there was a game called Counter-Strike Go and you probably played it or know about it because it's fucking popular, incredibly popular. Valve game, millions and millions and millions of players. Now... This game has a drop system whereby the game will occasionally give you a crate. Now, this crate can be unlocked by buying a key, which is a little micropayment of about, I think it's $2.50, if I recall correctly, for a key in CSGO. None of us, I don't think any of us really unbox crates very often, do we? Yeah, I think it's too. It it certainly used to be. I think that's what Dodo crates cost. So, you know, I assume it's kind of similar to that. And once you open this you're going to get a weapon skin of some sort and there are a variety of different vari- you know, variants of weapon skins there are different quality levels of weapon skin hell you can sometimes get the same weapon skin as someone else but your weapon skin's a bit shittier than theirs because it's like battle damaged or whatever it, it's insane like the amount of detail that goes into it and there's some incredible looking stuff there and this skin applies to your weapon it's shown on your weapon you can see it all the time and anytime anyone gets killed by it they get they sh- get shown exactly what weapon they were killed by so it's a bit of like it's a show-off thing you know it's it's bling that's what it is it's bling mm-hmm. and that sounds pretty pretty harmless you know a good way to monetize the game because let's be honest skins are they don't affect the game in any way now, other than them looking really cool, they don't make you gun better or anything along those lines. Learn that, payday devs. Skins don't make guns better. Quit it. You Nonsense. Idiots. But, if you, but how are we supposed to get them to pay for guns unless they make it easier to win? Simple. Create a <laughs> massive gambling economy surrounding the guns. Oh, oh my so, gosh. Brilliant. Indeed. Nothing could go wrong with that. So here's the thing. <laughs> You can also trade 
these skins on the Steam community marketplace, and you can sell them to other players, along like a lot of things. You know, Steam trading cards can be sold, and you can also sell, you know, certain in-game items and certain games that support it. And Dota supports it, Team Fortress now supports it, and actually has supported it for a while, I think, and Counter-Strike supports it. And what happens is you can sell it and it gives you Steam wallet credit, and you can spend that on either other items or video games. Now, some of these games, well, they, uh, some of the skins in particular, they can sell for a lot of money. You know, that stuff can be pretty rare. There is a massive economy for it. Here's where things get sketch. So what you can do is you can gamble these skins on third-party websites. So you can put a skin of yours of a certain value up, and you can potentially win more skins. The thing is... That, of course, all of these skins have an inherent value because they can be sold on the Steam Marketplace. However, they can also be sold on third-party sites which allow you to cash those skins out for real money. Now, that is not endorsed by Valve, but it is not prevented by Valve either. Some so, of these sites Valve lets you connect your account to. Yeah, and you actually kind of have to do that. So Valve provides what's called an API, which allows external websites to connect to some of their tools. So it allows you to transfer items around and things like that. Of course, they say you can't sell these items for real money, but it happens. And the thing is that even if it didn't, these items have real value in terms of some of these skins. Are, I mean, for God's sake, there are the skins worth thousands of dollars. You could you could buy a ton of games with that, or indeed you could cash it out. There's nothing stopping you from selling it to a private buyer for a bunch of real money, and they just PayPal you the money or whatever. And the thing is that a bunch of sites have now sprung up around this, which allow you to gamble with these skins, which in itself sounds like a little bit of fun. A few years ago, I gambled my rares on the International and lost them all, and fuck the team responsible for that. You know? <laughs> But, you know, and at the time, that felt like a little bit of fun because it's like, all right, you know, it's an in-game item, whatever, you know, I could maybe win another pointless in-game item. That sounds cool. But since then, the economy surrounding these games has blown up in a huge way and the number of gambling sites and the number of sites that let you cash out and stuff like that has grown exponentially. And not to mention the fact that unboxing and gambling has actually become a very popular thing to watch on YouTube and Twitch. Mm -hmm. huge streams that do nothing but sit there not playing counter-strike just opening crates that's all they fucking do or gambling those the items that they win in those crates for other things you know if this is starting to sound a little bit sketch to you it's because well kind of is because regular gambling is very regulated in a lot of different countries especially in the united states very regulated and of course if you're under the age of 18 you can't fucking do it However, there's nothing stopping you from gambling your rares, gambling your skins, if you happen to be fucking 10 years old and have acquired stuff in Counter-Strike on these sites. And these skins have real value. Mm. Now, the scandal that broke this week was that, I believe it's three, uh, it's two YouTubers and I think a big streamer, um, were revealed as the co-owners of a gambling site for CSGO that they have created videos on and gambled on, both on live streams and on YouTube. And needless to say, in these videos, they're winning big, they're very excited, and so on and so forth, and they're promoting these sites. Except, as it turns out, 
they fucking own it. They own the website. Uh, it's the what? equivalent of owning a casino and then gambling in your own casino. Which is highly illegal. Highly illegal. Way. And the reason for that, of course, is that if you have any possibility of influencing the result, then you're not allowed to gamble there. For obvious fucking reasons. Because you can cheat the system. Turns out, of course, they owned the site. And they've been promoting this to an audience which is primarily teenagers. And encouraging people to use this site. And of course, it's totally not illegal, dudes. Because it's not real money, right? You can totally do it as a kid. Come, it come on, is, come and gamble. Come and gamble. It's gotten to the point now with this economy where there are like twenty thousand dollar pots <clears throat> for some of these skins. Yes, like this is this is real gambling at this point. This isn't well, just I'm gonna put my my rare blue eyes white dragon up there. Yeah, so and- can you repeat that number for me? That level cap didn't quite get that. How much yeah. is that? Two point three billion a year in Counter Strike skin trading. Like, yeah. Um, what is if, that? If, what economy is that? That's a gambling economy, is what that is. Yeah. At that point, you know, it that it's this is not some little thing. This is not some little underground thing. This is big business. The people responsible were revealed in a video by H three H three Productions, where uh, he took information from. Damn, I can't remember the original guy's name that revealed this, and I feel actually terrible. Oh, yes, Honor the Call was the guy that made the original videos in H3H3, who is a big channel that he does... um, Helped blow up the... Yeah, he does some sketch comedy, but he also does some uh, videos where he'll, um, like, call out, say, fake pranksters and people like that, or people that have done really, really shitty videos and all that sort of thing. Uh, and he decided to take information from Honor the Call, and he made a big video about it. And the big piece of proof involved in that was they found the articles of incorporation of this company called CS Lotto, and guess, of course, whose names were on the articles of incorporation. Indeed, it was T. Martin, Pro Syndicate, and Josh OG. And for those of you who don't know, like, that's the paperwork that creates the business yes like that's that's the paperwork that you put all of your information on to be like i would like to create this business right now so later on when they had claimed like well we weren't involved with it at the beginning like now yes we're part owners that's bullshit there's proof that that's not they they initially claimed that oh we made the videos before we got involved with the company this is bullshit because the Articles of Incorporation clearly state their names and they have the date of incorporation of the company. So they were involved from the start. Uh, So not only did they do something which is highly illegal, by the way, which is not disclosing their involvement, their financial conflict of interest, but they also then went and lied about it before they were then called out. And I'm not the sort of person that generally calls out other YouTubers, but I gotta be honest, I'm pretty fucking furious because... These people make a. This they make us all look bad by behaving this way. You know that it's horribly exploitative, and you know even if it's not technically illegal to promote these gambling sites to kids, because it's technically like right now in the law not real gambling. It's definitely illegal to do what is basically a sponsored deal and one not disclose that it's a sponsored deal which they didn't really do, and two not disclose the fact that you own the fucking company in the first place. Uh, a ton of lies, ton of bullshit, and what a lot of people would say is very unethical and very immoral, the idea of making a ton of money by promoting gambling to kids. 
that you know that's that's one of the many facets of it many facets and what is the website you have to be 13 years or older to play which yeah, i mean you, like isn't going to stop someone from 10 from getting on there but exactly. it's like it's, it's not, not regulated like year old has that's... to enter their identification you know it's like show me your 13 year old driver's license is like they what? don't check it <laughs> of course they didn't check it you know i, I mean the idea that you it's say oh you've got to be 13 to gamble i'm sorry but what yeah. Um, yeah, it's basically a checkbox that says, are you 13 or older? Yes. Okay, 13. Cool. Good to go. I mean, that's that's insane. You know, mm. and of course they say, well, it's not real money. It fucking is at this point. You know, it's a proxy for real money. It reminds me of the way uh, pachinko rules in Japan work. You don't, you're not winning money. You're winning a toy that you then go next door and trade in for money. You know, mm. it is a, skins are a unit of currency. They have a market value. Mm-hmm at this point and as a result as far as i'm concerned it should be considered real gambling there's also another person who is uh, it's kind of separate to all of this who recently just admitted that they had actually faked two of their gambling videos they had been paid by another site to fake these gambling videos they had been the whole thing was rigged for them to win to encourage people to gamble and in return he was given extremely valuable skins that were worth quite a lot of money now he came out and admitted this his name is Psy syndicate i don't think admission really means anything at this point i think he jumped before he was pushed i have a feeling we're going to see a lot more youtubers get rumbled in the next few weeks he also in the video is like i'm like pretty awesome for admitting this don't you think <laughs> he's a fuckwit is what he is <laughs> like dude that doesn't make you a hero in this situation no made the video hey you, you know what you just call disclosure disclosure isn't a disclosure is not a good thing it's not a good deed it's called what you have to do to not break the law it's the base standard of what you should be doing if you have any form of sponsorship at all is not fucking lie that it's a sponsorship not fucking lie that it's an ad you are legally required in the United States to disclose any sponsored content in a way that is, quote, unavoidable. As in, nobody could mistake it for anything else. Mm -hmm. So, uh, you know, you've got to do things like uh, put a logo. Um, Level Cap, I think you've done, um, have you done some stuff with uh, Ronku before, I believe? Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah uh, now, Ronku has a rule where you have to display a thing that says sponsored by EA Ronku At on the, the video. At the beginning, a huge logo. That yeah. That's exactly what it is. Yeah. yeah, and the reason they do that is because they know that that's you have to do that in order to comply with the law. And the thing here's the thing: I think the majority of you, <laughs> that's Sai Syndicate in the background right there protesting his innocence. By the way, um, I think that the vast majority of uh, YouTubers they do that and they comply with that because one, it's the fucking law you have to, and two, they don't actually want to deceive their audience. They want to be straight up with their audience about everything. And now most companies, just as a great example, uh, Krenor and I did a thing with Wildstar. Every video we sent them, they were like, uh, can you add this and add this and change this and like make this FTC, like everything More about clear. it. We yeah. had at the beginning uh, a VO that I did that said this is a paid thing, a thing on the screen that says it's a paid thing. And they were like, can you just put one at the end too, just in case? I was like, all right, if that's sure. what you effing want. So yeah, I mean, it's, like even something, something that I think about though is that like this. the the FTC is a, it's a US based, it's a US based regulation thing. company. So yep. you got Syndicate. I don't know if he is based in the US or he's based in the UK. 
He has like, a house in the you know, UK, but he lives in the US. I know that. By the way, there's two syndicates involved in this, just to make this even yeah. more complicated. Pro <laughs> yeah. syndicate and Psy syndicate. Jesus Christ. But so the FTC regulations don't... Ne- it's it's really confusing because they're getting paid through YouTube, which is a US-based company, but they're located in other countries around the world. So you've got a lot of YouTubers that don't necessarily have to follow or abide by the FTC regulations and then you got American YouTubers that do. And so things get confusing when one person doesn't have to disclose or maybe doesn't have to disclose. We don't really know because it's so confusing legally. Well, as it turns out, I, I mean, for this, I do know because the UK has something called the Advertising Standards Authority, which is mm-hmm. very similar to the uh, to the FTC. And yes, you absolutely do in the UK. I That's can tell you that you. for a fact. Okay. Um, I, don't, I don't know about other countries, but I can tell you that in the US and the UK, you absolutely must disclose any sponsored deal or advertisement in a way that is unavoidable to the audience that's that's the law it's weird because i thought i thought that because youtube was a america-based company that everybody had to follow the ftc regulations of america with their videos yeah you have to it's it's a youtube rule it's youtube policy now you have to do i think it is yeah there is no gray area. YouTube literally says, like, if you go look up their stuff, they're like, yo, if you're an ad, you need to say you're an ad. Like, that's I mean, just- I definitely know those were in the guidance. I was looking up there earlier that that's definitely in the terms of service as to whether or not. I think the difference between that is like uh, terms of service and actual legal requirements. You know, it's, it's those are the sort of two different things. Um, I, and again, not a lawyer. Don't really know. But I'll tell you who is a lawyer. Followed by the name of uh, he, his username online is Video Game Attorney. Uh, he's been involved in a lot of fairly high-profile things. Uh, he's called, uh, his real name's Ryan Morrison. Uh, he took to Twitter to say, absolutely 110%, the stuff that they did was illegal as fuck. Like, without, <laughs> without a shadow of a doubt. Like, you go to his Twitter feed and you can see that across the board. He tells you what is illegal, why it's illegal. Uh, here's a quote from him. Answers to all, yes, what the CSGO YouTubers did is illegal. Yes, they are reported. Like, he's actually reported them to the FTC for this. This is going to get fucking Somebody serious. was going to. Yeah, oh, totally. Like like- <laughs> and Barrett, you know what you fucking gets me? Is this is not the first time that Pro Syndicate has been in trouble with the FTC. So there was Xbox. a little thing. Xbox, XB1, M13. Something I reported on years Gross. ago. So mm-hmm. this was a machinima promotion whereby people were being paid to say nice things about Xbox One games. And the only disclosure they ever offered was a hashtag, and that hashtag was allowed was there to allow Microsoft to track the effectiveness of the campaign. They didn't. Most of them did not disclose to the audience that they, that they were being paid for this. And as a result, the FTC actually fined Machinima uh, and also uh, sanctioned Machinima for this. And that also involved uh, Pro Syndicate. And he is certainly by no means not. You know, he's not the only person to pull this shit. Lots of people oh, pull this shit. It happens, it happens way all more. The time. Still to this day, it happens. You would all like. It does. It it absolutely yeah. does. Um, so there's a lot of different facets to this, and you know, one of this <laughs> obviously being the the uh, illegality of the whole thing, the the lack of disclosure. The second thing being the whole notion of promoting gambling to kids, and then of course the wider thing, which is, well. Should CSGO gambling be allowed at all? If so, how should it be regulated? And also, the rise of gambling-like mechanics in quite a lot of video games over the last few years. I think it's a pretty interesting discussion topic. And 
I'd like to hear sort of everyone's go, go around the room and hear sort of everyone's general opinion on the idea of CSGO gambling. You know, bearing in mind we are all over the legal age where we can absolutely gamble. Um, I'd, I'd like to know just what you think about it in general before we get a little bit more in depth on it. Um, level cap, like, have you? I, I, you played a bit of CS:GO. You're not, you're not a huge CS:GO player, are you? Um, no, I kind of. I mean, I grew out of my CS:GO days back in yeah. like the '90s, pretty much. You know, it's like oh, all right, with, I've had with my CS 1.6 and things. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I never really got on board back with the the resurgence, but um, that just the rise of digital. Mm-hmm items and sort of digital transactions has led to all these weird legal loopholes that our insanely slow government is like trying to catch up and like is yeah. that illegal yeah it's illegal to any <laughs> yes. out there. It's like this is what's yes. happening it's pretty freaking basic you're gambling and turning it into money it's obviously illegal but it's going to like take years to get like legislation passed to stop it so we have all these businesses forming up around it and that's just the nature of scummy business you know they're going to exploit a market if it exists to exploit and unfortunately we got like um, these kids, these YouTubers who are kind of like, I think of them as like kids leading adult lives, you know, cause they got so successful at such a young age. I agree. Um, a lot of them weren't wealthy to begin. I with. wish I had like a preach emote. I've been saying that for years. Like yeah. it's, it's young individuals making a ton of money and living lives that are Bieber esque. <laughs> but the, the problem is that bieber at least has like an entourage of like lawyers and like pr people and people that are trying to keep him from doing too much stupid stuff no, you saw you saw what happened um, to him he effed up his life so much that eventually he realized holy shit i've been acting like an idiot a complete idiot and now people are like hey he's starting to calm down a little bit and isn't such an asshole yeah, yeah. But it took it probably took a team of people like you to know to stop right, him and pull him aside gotta, and be like, hey, Dick, yeah. yeah, oh yeah. But YouTubers, you know, it's like one guy and like an editor or something. He's like, I'm making millions, you know. How can we make even more? Oh, I'll just do this, you know. And it's sort of like, um, it's the mentality I, I'm very familiar with it of like growing up feeling like you've been shafted or something. Like, oh, I can make money. People have been making money off of me by exploiting my hard work and whatever. I'm gonna do it now to other people. Um, and it's just like it's this thing that. YouTubers are not going to self-regulate. Like it, it sucks. Like it's nice that we're making videos like this or streaming about it and talking, trying to keep people in line. But as long as there's a way to make an easy buck off of somebody else's, you know, well, addictive tendencies, then it's going to happen. And get and it, this is hardcore gambling, like at its at its worst, and it's marketed not towards adults, you know, who are just like I. It doesn't make it better if it's marketed towards adults, but it's like towards kids that are like susceptible to these tendencies you know i mean it's just i remember growing up playing a lot of games that had sort of these these elements and you could even look at like i don't know diablo 2 crafting you know i spent so much time crafting weapons in there because you could then trade them or try and sell them to people because they became worth a lot and i spent hours and hours and hours and just thinking about how much time i spent doing these things that are kind of addictive gambling like nature to them and now that there's actual money involved and you're saying Hey, there's like a 13 year old that can, if he wins a cool skin in Counter-Strike, he can pop that onto a gambling site. Oh, he just won like 500 bucks. And now you've got like a lifelong gambling addiction starting off at the ripe old age of 13. Yeah, it, it's, a, I think it's, a, it's the difference between um, having a gambling like element in the game and being able to cash out because at that point it becomes real, you know, yeah. Yeah. 
if you put a let's say you know because i remember playing like uh, older games where they'll like they might have a slot machine in the game and that was kind of cute i remember playing god hand where you could go to the casino and uh gamble to get a little bit more in-game money and stuff and that can be a fun little gameplay mechanic this is not that this is this is, i mean this is meta in and of itself because the acquisition of these in-game items actually has nothing to do with your performance in game at all yeah. not at all they're just crate boxes you know, mm-hmm. you can actually go on the market and just buy a bunch of unopened crates. You're not even playing the game at this point. It, so this this barely has anything to do with CSGO as a video game. It's a completely separate thing that has taken off. And at that point, you've got to say to yourself, well, this is no longer harmless fun. This is no longer just a, a cool integration into the game. This is just This is just straight up gambling. Mm-hmm. there's no ifs ands or buts about it and at that point you've got to say well gambling is serious gambling can be very destructive gambling should be regulated and of course there should be absolutely an age restriction on it that's heavily enforced can i ask how is um obviously it's illegal in california and i'm not sure what other states but uh how is online poker regulated um Heavily, heavily now heavily. before it wasn't before i know but like how do, how do they regulate it now do uh, we know sue the sites out of existence basically the government goes after the sites and shuts them down yeah. uh for the most part just like sports betting and all those different like weekly fantasy sites they just shut like new york shut those down like like they oh DraftKings and stuff yeah that that's yeah. they're starting to get hit as well like mm-hmm. the you know, what's interesting especially in america who is very restrictive in regards to gambling europe Less so, by the way. You know, I grew up in the yeah. UK. Bookmakers, you can make a bet on any corner shop. No problem. Um, you can uh, you can go to uh, a little sort of mini casino, but they just call them amusements in the UK. They just have slot machines. And every pub has like uh, one or two slot machines in it. That's very common. Most, most of our bars do too. At least Not in, in this Oregon. state, they don't. I'll tell you that for a fact. They're not allowed. They do in Oregon. <laughs> They're trying to think of, of It's on a state-by-state basis, Oregon. isn't it, in the US? Like the certain yeah. form. Like, but you can't like betting. He is very restricted in this country, mm-hmm. isn't it? You know, yeah. Um, yeah. It's diff- different kinds of gambling. Weirdly enough, like lotteries were illegal in the UK until a certain point, um, and then they made the national lottery, which you know is like, all right, well, the government's going to regulate it, and we're going to give a certain portion of charity and shit. Um, but obviously, all, all different companies have different rules. The thing is that online, of course, it's much more difficult to police. You can set up a, a, a company in another country and run it by proxy. Uh, it can be difficult to track down and. There are different ways to sort of get around the rules. You know, the current situation is similar to the way that online poker was, that it wasn't regulated for a while, and now it is. This is the new thing that slips through the loopholes and says, mm-hmm. oh, well, that's not technically money, so it doesn't qualify, right? And eventually the government's going to turn around and say, well, actually it does, and maybe we need to change the law to make sure that it does, and all that sort of thing. Um, mm-hmm. Still, it, But it's fucking gambling. Like, there's no, there's no getting around it. You got to wonder if... Um just because our legal system is so slow, YouTube has been taking like further measures with the whole FTC stuff and just um, what kind of content is allowed on YouTube. It'd be interesting to see if they take a measure to try and self-regulate stuff that they allow on they the They don't want to be sued. They're, that's why they do the things they do now where it's like, oh yeah, no, you can copyright claim like crazy because we don't want to deal with it. Like they just don't want the problem. So yeah. I imagine they'll step up and do something if it becomes an issue. They might, yeah. They they def- they definitely uh, they they're not beyond that. Certainly, <laughs> if if they realize that this is a problem, 
And, you know, the weird thing is that these YouTube channels that are doing all of uh, all of this gambling stuff uh, can often be affiliated with these sites. And there are plenty of instances. And uh, we've already found, I think it was a couple of weeks ago, there was uh, somebody called uh, Mo, I think. And it was revealed that a gambling site was basically giving him stuff to gamble with on stream. Right. Because Which what I think do is it, a common way to do it for them to just give you skins well, or give you money to start with. Yeah, the, well, I mean, in the, in his case, they gave him a ton of money just for him to play with. Like he didn't, it didn't, he didn't risk anything. He was given a bunch of shit by the site and then streamed it. But of course, the people that were attracted to the site through the stream, they don't get that benefit. You know, yeah. it looks to them like it's like this is great. I'm win. I could win a ton. You know, I could get lucky because the streamer has made it out to be that it's that it's awesome and that it's a great deal and that they're going to win but in reality the streamer never risked anything that is that is the i feel like this is going into a, a darker territory but for the most part from what i know the vast majority of ads on the internet are the idea of uh we company X will give streamer YouTuber Y uh, product Z to show to everyone, and it's all it's all free. And then the person's like, "Check out this new thing I just got." And you, there are certain people that that's all they do. Like that is their channel. Like today oh, I just yeah. got this awesome thing that came in the mail. It's so cool. Don't get me started on unboxing channels and yeah, shit it's, like it's, that. It's Jesus, unboxings and uh, product previews. And like, check out this new keyboard. And then, oh, next day I got this other new, like there's a lot of things. <laughs> as I mean, as long as you're just like, all of what you're seeing is an ad, one would assume it's acceptable. But the minute you get to that like gray area of gambling where it's like, like the things you're getting, the illusion is that you got it through the gambling process. Not like, like it's, it's, I mean, that's the lie. It isn't that, that they gave you the free stuff. It's that like, the illusion that you presented as the YouTuber, like, hey, I, you know, I totally am doing an ad for these guys, but look what I got at a random chance. How crazy you is too, that? You too can manage this, you know. And right. It's like that their behavior isn't representative. And I, I think in the case of Mo, I believe it was revealed that the site, which was like CSGO Diamonds or something, was revealing results of roles to him before they happened. And the, the, one of the big problems with these other YouTubers, Pro Syndicate and Josh, etc., owning this uh, CS Lotto site is that they could have access to that information. So they can quite literally be rigging the system, which mm -hmm. is super fucking illegal, by the way. Really, really, really illegal stuff. Um, and, but then they're taking that and then they're showing it to their audience and their audience... A lot of teenagers, a lot of kids are seeing that and thinking how awesome this is. It's a huge audience, too. These it's aren't just like up-and-coming YouTubers trying to carve out their niche in no, the world. No, they're like not. people who have already made it. They're good to go financially. You know, it's not like they need this extra bit of money coming in from CSGO gambling, you know? They were um, very good to go. They make millions a year. At least uh, Pro Syndicate particularly makes millions a year. Well, I can let's, that for a fact. I mean syndicate just having what like having seen his channel grow uh i feel like this was his like i don't think he likes you like i don't think he likes youtube anymore <laughs> having seen what he's he was a gamer who then stopped to make like here's my life and i'm living an awesome life videos like <laughs> like inspirational life videos i feel like he's just like this was his next 
how do I stop making videos thing? Like, I feel like hmm. that's his goal is to just stop. And it, it, you know, when all of your goal is to make as much money as possible to then Cash I, out. I, I see that a lot. Yeah. yeah, I see that a lot in YouTube where it's, this isn't a career. This is my get rich quick scheme. And the faster I get rich, the sooner I can stop doing this. Uh-huh. And you know, those people and I, we don't really gel together, but uh, no, I don't each, get along with to people each like their that. own. But yeah, I, those to each also- their own until you start deceiving your audience and breaking the law. Can I add that Absolutely. caveat there? Because <laughs> I'm not going to go, you do you when you're a lying, cheating scumbag that breaks the law and manipulates children into gambling. Um, at that point is where I draw the line of saying, you do fucking you. Yeah, it's one of those things where it's just you You constantly see it on YouTube and, and the people who do it are very like, there's a lot of people who are trying to deceive you. Spoiler, that's that's. there's a lot of people out there not only in life, but also on your favorite entertainment platform trying to to con you into doing stuff so they can make a ton of money on the side. That's just the way it works. And it sucks. It shouldn't be that way. But uh, that's how it is. But it doesn't have to be. It doesn't have to. No, no. It because is going to take regulation. It's going to take someone's like, going to get fucking sued. Crackdown. Yeah. I mean, as it stands, uh, you know, what I'm interested in knowing uh, from you guys is uh, how much do you think Valve is responsible for this? Because there's currently a class class action lawsuit going on against Valve, which alleges that Valve is providing the means and the tools to allow this illegal gambling to happen. Valve is, of course, claiming that it's not their responsibility. You can't do the gambling on their site or on their service. It's happening outside of their service and that they can't control that. What... To what extent do you think Valve are responsible? Because, you know, you got to bear in mind that, you know, when you open a crate, you even get a fucking slot reel as you're doing it. Like, it is, it's very much simulated gambling. That's what Valve is providing, this kind of simulated gal- gambling. But how, how, how responsible are they for the real stuff? I think they're very responsible. I mean, even if you look at like the recent Blizzard games, how they've stopped sort of trading and stuff like that. You can't trade in Hearthstone. You can't trade your cool skins in Overwatch. They've sort of been like, all right, this this was like with World of Warcraft has created gold farming and stuff in China. You know, they've created all these industries they're probably not proud of. And they're like, how can we avoid that with future games? You know, how can we put Mm. an end to this? Um, Valve is just sort of taking the approach of like, it's not our problem, you know, but the problem is that they're they're creating a platform that facilitates this kind of stuff and that is almost impossible to regulate if these websites are in other countries and stuff. And it's a, it's a digital commodity. And that's the biggest problem is that we've got, you know, to get a digital commodity or to get a real commodity somewhere else, you got to smuggle it. You have import taxes. You have all this other shit that prevents people from exploiting the crap out of an industry. But as soon as that commodity goes digital... Like you run into a whole other slew of problems. And so Valve is providing people with an easy means to do this. It is a very much part of their responsibility to go in there and try and break down the API or whatever they have. Do something it's allowing about it. people to like take these skins outside mm-hmm. of it. And it's you could you could make the same analogy with the the key reselling websites. They're like, we're not stealing keys, we're not Yeah, doing we're just stuff. providing a great platform we're to sell a bunch of stolen an goods. Unregulated platform mm-hmm. that allows yeah. anybody around the world with no legal repercussions to do so. Um, yeah, and, and as you said, the API allows you to sync up with these sites and they have not yeah. as of yet made an effort to stop that. And I think he, you could even go further than that and say just um, it's a term called artificial scarcity, which describes the idea of rarity of digital items, which is directly controlled by the people that make them. 
So there are various tiers. basically. Yeah, I mean, there's hundreds, I I, I wouldn't say hundreds of different tiers, but there's a lot of variances of rarity in Counter-Strike. I don't don't play the game very much, so I don't know much about that, but I know there's like factory new is an aspect, and there's various like, this is a rare item, this is like a, a purple epic item or whatever, and it's like, factory new there's battle damaged ones there's uh i mean hell values are even determined by the randomly generated pattern i heard on certain items there are certain ones which are very desirable because uh the the pattern that it generated uh came in a certain way and that became super fucking rare and as a result the value goes up there uh do you think that valve even has a responsibility for driving the prices of these items up by creating this artificial scarcity I mean, it's weird. It's like it's an economy that they've created. They are basically, they are, <laughs> they're kind of like the banking system or something. I mean, they can create money if they want to, in a sense. Uh, I think it would be awesome if Valve just gave everybody like a high level skin, a high high tier skin, and just just killed tank the economy. the economy completely, just kill it all. Just like here's the problem. They the have a, a real reason to want to keep that economy going. You know, because know. Uh, that economy drives a lot of Steam purchases, and you know that I. Bu- I believe they do take, do they take a percentage? Yeah. The, they've got it, right? Well, I mean, every you every time a Steam cr- a k- crate is bought, right, they get money well, off of it. Well, of course, yeah, I, I there's feel- definitely that. But I think, isn't there a transaction fee of some sort as well on, on, on trading? I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I don't do trading very much. I'm going to be honest. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to yeah. plead ignorance on this one. I feel like this might, like, this might be a stretch too far and that, like, gaming companies have done stuff like this forever to create false, like, like scarcity and stuff i think that's a prerogative of a company to do to be like this is how we sell our you know 12 jillion amiibos to people like nintendo is a champion of doing that but i i think that it's not to say that they don't have some blame though this it's like it's like if this was a robbery valve and these websites would be in the getaway car like they definitely are associated with what's going on they are they're complicit not, in some way yeah they're not not to blame here but it, to say like this is all valve like valve facilitated what happened they were a part of it but they aren't like they're just doing what a company does which is yes. like hey how can we you know get people to, to spend money on our game how can we get people to uh keep playing our game to find little things in the game like i'm just gonna you know keep opening boxes like that's something a developer should be like doing if they're a smart developer. Absolutely. And we've, we've also talked on this show multiple times about like, there's nothing wrong with customizable or like, like items that microtransactions just... for skins and stuff. Right. Skins. Yeah. yeah. We've constantly I, been like, yeah. that's the right way to go. And you know, if they want to add more and more and more of that stuff, it doesn't hurt the game. It doesn't hurt the way that you play the game. Mm-hmm. Right. But the problem is that this game is now existing outside of it right it's the, like it's trading part of the game does it trading to the element it's like oh i just got this awesome skin which in overwatch or hearthstone is like cool now I i'm can gonna show it, it off my yeah i can just use that for Not, myself i'm gonna Not, sell it yeah i don't have like 50 more dollars because i got that skin but as soon as you add trading to the element which is a huge portion of all their games now you've created a, an economy that's almost impossible to regulate as we've seen with previous games that have allowed trading and all that kind of stuff and it's probably why companies like blizzard shy away from it mm-hmm. and other companies that gravitate towards it are the ones that just want the like kind of scummy like popularity I, that with it well i mean I, it feels to me like they created a monster 
you know? Like, yeah. Uh, and, and their attitude is let it do, you know, wash their hands of it because they are benefiting from it, you know? Mm-hmm. And th- there is a transaction fee, incidentally, as Chat pointed out. They are benefiting from it and people are buying crates and then and Valve are making a ton of money off the back of it, even mm-hmm. if they're not actually um, in- directly involved in the gambling process. They have created a monster and they've also created a monster which is now starting to facilitate money laundering. And that ain't fucking good. That's at, the, you know, it's at that point that governments start to say, hang on a minute, I think you've got something to do with this. You are, your system is allowing this to happen, and that's not okay. Yeah, purely from a business standpoint, it's like, yeah, keep doing what you're doing. It's working great for you. And that's the problem is that um, you, you have to regulate it with the government or something. You have to take big business and be so, like, hey, some, that's not okay to, to do. Because otherwise they're just going to be like, oh, this is making more money. This is making more money. Keep going this direction because that's the direction that businesses go is generally speaking the direction that makes them money. So they're not, I wouldn't imagine they would stop on their own until the back PR outweighs the amount that they're making off of these CSGO transactions. You mean like right now? (laughs) Yeah, I'd say maybe that might might be happening right now. In this exact instant? (laughs) Yeah. Jesse, you had something to say on this. No, I just, I, I, thinking about it fundamentally being smart enough to realize that there is this system set up and that you can capitalize on it is very much like the american way-ish it's it's a very capitalist system like oh there's this thing that i can do and there's a system that's like i get why people want to do that but also it needs to be regulated to the point where the stuff that happened can't happen like this is the reason why we're even talking about this is because some people did some really scummy stuff and flat out lied and then made a profit out of their lie. And so that's an inherent, that's, I think that's the big problem here. And, and the gambling and all that stuff, I, I feel like that's a less of a problem for me, but it's the idea that all these people had a vested interest in a company that they set up and then, over the course of months, etc., just repeatedly lied to people in order to get them to use oh, totally, it. Totally, yeah. They use their like it, it. It's very it's Trumpeskian of them. I'm gonna go with the S's all day. Where oh. they're like, go go to my college. It's the number one college, and it's like a scam. <laughs> all of it's a scam. And it's the same thing here, where it's just they flat out scammed people into using a service uh, above all the other gambling services because they use their like their influence and their power to lure people in and, and lied to them. I think that's any, like, that's an even greater problem and conflict conflict of interest than just the gambling itself. Like the gambling is regulated yeah. without it, without a doubt, but these guys took it to the next level and flat out just bullshitted their way to a ton of money. And yeah. That's that's not cool. That is not cool. I mean, I don't think there's anyone here or even listening to this show that would disagree with you. I don't think it's even up for debate. You know, the people that have been defending, you know, Pro Syndicate, Josh OG, and of course, you know, Psy Syndicate, who again, I must point out, was not, that was not involved in that site. This was a different site. You know, again, he took, he took a deal to fake results to lie to his audience. Anyone that is defending those people is a fucking fanboy moron. I mean, there's no yeah. other way around it. The, and this shows how dangerous it is to manipulate an audience of childish people, to manipulate a young audience, because they will defend a fucking criminal to the death 
Like they, mm-hmm. I mean, this person, you know, fucking pro syndicate could go kill a puppy live on stream and someone would uh, post a, a bunch not- of reasons as to why that doesn't make him a bad person. Like, because they are so fucking deluded into idolizing these people, into believing they can do no wrong because they're such a part of their daily lives. And uh, many of these people have deliberately made them think that, you know, they may think, oh, you know, I, you matter to me. You really matter to me. Hey, I don't want to use PewDiePie as an example because PewDiePie is actually on the up and up and has called Pro Syndicate out on this and good good for him. It's like, you're all my bros, you know? We're all friends. We're all part of the same thing, you know? Uh, it, it exploits vulnerable people, whether they that's be... Also, that's also why the vast majority of YouTubers who do this stuff, that's also why they do it. Because the minute they're like, you and I are best friends and we it's just us doing fighting against the world... That's when they're like, well, I can't tell them that I make a ton of money doing this. That would be like, oh, my God, if I if I told them that this was an ad, they'd no longer trust me. And so there's a lot of like... The trust was built on a lie in the first yeah, place. Absolutely. That trust is worth shit. The only reason you want that trust is because you want them to keep viewing your ads, buying your merchandise, and buying the products that you shill to them. At which point, I mean, you're just a fucking scumbag. If you do that, there's no other way around it. All of these people that we've named and way, way more besides are all fucking scumbags. Uh, there's a reason they're covering their tracks. There's a reason they're preparing a statement, apparently, for tomorrow. There's a reason they're bullshitting, deleting these videos and all sorts of things like that. And there's a reason like someone like Size Syndicate jumped out quickly because th- I think he knows that people are going to get rumbled in a big way over the next few weeks, and he wants to get out ahead of it to minimize the PR damage. He Smart from him. You. He's still a fuckwit. He did that for him. He didn't do that for you guys. He did that. He did that so for him. Like, that doesn't make him a good person. It does I not. Told you. He's a shithead. I, I hate the tools that they have to cover their tracks. Because you look at like T. Martin's channel. He's turned off comments and rating on all his videos over the past several days. Um, he's deleted you can go the your, videos. He's your, changed descriptions. Yeah, and even yeah, he's added in the whole like um, sponsored by stuff. After Which is hilarious because of course, way back machine shows that like the day before that he didn't have it. Like you can't lie yeah, like that on the internet. The videos, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And then on top of that, it's it's like uh, he could add in words to the filter, like don't allow comments to post with like anybody selling saying. Like CSGO or gamble CSGO or, lottery gambling whatever yeah. so like they have all these tools at their disposal to sort of make it what like go away like 1984 style like what history down the memory hole yeah. yeah and the internet is so full of fickle children unfortunately that unless people take legal action um and something more is done about this give it a month give it two everything will be back Blow to the way it was before and they'll yeah. be fucking gambling csgo skin the internet always forgets it's fine yeah and i here's the thing i hope that in this case they don't i hope there are lawsuits you know because these people yeah. did illegal things this is not me saying you know this is not me being vindictive these people did illegal shit they deserve to be prosecuted for it they deserve to be sued if it happens to be a civil matter prosecuted if it happens to be a criminal matter and you know, they exploited kids for money. They lied to their audiences. And people that lie to their audiences for money, like, in, in my eyes, in this industry, there's nothing lower than that. Yeah. We're all, it, pr- we're all privileged as fuck to be where we are right now. And not to take the woe is me, like, angle here, but th- this article just posted to, like, BBC. Like, finally, YouTube drama is, like, making it to the headlines around Mainstream, the world. yeah. And... You know, when somebody's like, oh, what do you do for your, a living? And you're like, oh, I'm a YouTuber. You know, if the first thing they think of is like this shit on the BBC, like, oh, oh you're yeah, one of those scumbags. Okay. Yeah. 
It's like it, it just sucks. Right. It denigrates the rest of us. And some of us are actually trying to, you know, do things on the up and up, you know, be decent people on YouTube. Yep. That, and that that does piss me off. It, it does. I mean, uh, particularly in my case, I mean, I've spent like five fucking years trying to uh, convince basically all the PR companies and publishers that I should be like, have the same access as people like IGN and GameSpot and shit, like get review copies at the same time and all that stuff. So whenever something like this goes down, mm. it makes everybody look bad. It's like, it pisses on what I've worked for to be taken seriously. You know? And the fact is, you know, our platform keeps getting mm. shit on because of people that can't you know have no moral backbone and no moral compass and are just willing to fucking lie to people in order to make a quick buck and that's disgusting and the fact that these people are in our sort of very scene that they're people who like are in our community as it were that makes me sick well it's the same thing as people who make a game and say that their game is like like oh yeah i know you guys should check out this new game i just started playing or the same like everything everything this keeps happening in cycles and then someone mm. gets caught and then the internet freaks out and then no one goes like no one cares anymore no like if the internet really gave a shit there would be no more keemstar i'm just saying mm. i'm just saying if the internet really gave a shit but they don't the internet it's first sad. off loves drama eats it loves drama, it it's true and and they don't like the resolution of drama they just like saying their two cents about the drama they want it like, to continue this is what i think about how you're wrong and, and immoral and then the next day they're like oh shit new hashtag what day is the day happy bikini day everyone guess- it is bikini day by the way happy bikini day is it happy bikini day to everybody yeah <laughs> i have some rare bikinis we can gamble for if you don't mind Oh, shit. Just found this new bikini site. So, <laughs> mm-hmm, amazing. Mm-hmm. Go on. <laughs> What's the link to that? There's a yeah. lot of bikini sites on the internet. You don't need to look for it. And it is sad. You know, and the, the, here's the thing that pisses me off, by the way. Uh, calling this kind of drama. I mean, I know a lot of people like refer to it as drama. Um, I don't think doing illegal shit is drama. I think that's illegal shit that should be you know prosecuted that's not drama you know drama indicates that somebody got into a fight with someone else over twitter it's like oh this guy said this guy was not very nice or that this guy's a poop head that's drama it's like i illegally did this shit isn't drama that's illegal but i would say from the perspective of the people who watch all of us interact about it it's the same yeah yeah i think you're right yeah, you know, it's the same sort of like, oh, ooh, YouTubers are fighting with each other, and ooh, yeah. I wonder who's gonna take their side, and ooh, oh my gosh, I can't wait until the next article comes out with an update about it. Oh, delicious drama! I need it's all tabloid the shit, isn't it? Right? That's same. what it is. Well, it's- it gets turned into it because then you know, the more and more people who jump on, like you mentioned at the beginning, that that some people made videos about this, saying like, e- even you, they were like, hey, this is my thoughts. Eventually, it's just going to keep snowballing to where everyone's involved, and people are like, "Ugh, I don't give a shit about that anymore." And then, oh yeah, it's like, "I'm bored of this." Yeah, yeah. that's the biggest problem. I've seen this on Reddit Mm -hmm. fucking all the time. It's like, "Oh, this shit again." It's like, no, you know, you realize this thing hasn't resolved. Like, until it resolves, this needs to be dealt with repeatedly. It needs to keep being brought up. But it's like, I'm bored. I want to see something else. It's like, oh, this is entertainment for you. Oh, that's cute. Shitty. yeah. I'm hoping that the 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 escalation of this specific situation here is big enough 
so that some actual legal action gets taken this time around. Then everybody can read the paper. Hey, so-and-so got sued for this much or they went to jail or whatever. And then everybody else is like, maybe I should think twice next time I decide to do something scummy on the internet. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's the only good outcome that can come from all of this. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right. Well, I I guess that's that. Uh, We've burned a few bridges with people, but I I can only speak for myself on this. Um, I have no interest in having a bridge to these people. I don't want to visit Pro Syndicate Town. It's full of fuckwits. So I can just go visit someone else. That's cool. Here's the thing. Like, you know, in my experience, the majority of people that do this for a living on YouTube are grateful for the fact that they have their job and are on the up and up. They're honest people that don't want to lie to their audience. They're just want to make cool shit and they want to make money off making cool shit that you like which and there's nothing wrong with that and then there are these you know this minority which sadly often consists of people who got way too rich way too fast and lost any sort of moral compass that do these shitty things and make us all look like assholes and i hate that i really do i think it's awful yeah yeah so when you releases tb I don't know. I'm too sad. Maybe you want to talk what? about releases? I'm, I'm, I don't know. 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 Let's do some releases. It'll make you feel better. Let's do some releases. It'll make you feel a lot better. I promise. It'll make you feel better. Do I have the list? They won't. Releases is usually <laughs> terrible. Uh, all right. Uh, I, I didn't say the releases. Let, let me uh, bring that up for you. Oh, Christian, Christian, what did you? Holy shit, that's a lot of fucking games. Uh, we should go through the. What about Fury? I hear Fury came out today. Yeah, we talked Fury, about that. that that's the, that's the major one. Jesus Christ. There are actually so many fucking... Right, I'm going to just give you the next few days because we will be here all fucking day. And also that Grand Pigeon's Duty is still fucking on this list. No. So... Dude. Fuck Grand Pigeon's have, have, duty. Have, have we read their description? Does it say like that? Remember that one time we read it? It was like, hey, hey, co-optional podcast. Don't worry. We're coming out soon. Have we read the description? Maybe the description's like, sorry I, for trolling you assholes. Re- we're doing it again. I, re- I refuse. <laughs> Hi, co-optional I, podcast. Maybe you fell for it last time. But I'm this time get, it's for real. Yeah. All right. I'm sending the release for the next couple of days. We're not going to go crazy because this will take all fucking day if we do Whoa, that. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. A lot of shit, right? Yeah. Yeah. July 5th, which is today, we have Killing Time at Lightspeed Enhanced Edition. What is enhanced about it, I wonder? The the Killing Time, the oh. Lightspeed. It is a... Hmm. I mean, this this game <laughs> actually interests me a little bit. Lightspeed. Yeah, one yeah. of those. So this is a game, browse social media at the speed of light, watch your friends grow old in the blink of an eye, realize there's nothing you can do about it, tell your friends you love them one last time. This isn't a fucking video game, this is an oppression <laughs> simulator. <laughs> This one's so, very sad. Yeah, it does. It's a piece of interactive fiction. That's that's depressing as shit. Next. All right. Next up is called Proton War. That sounds fun. What's Proton War about? A war of protons, multiplayer focused. Uh, what is an AFPS? It's kind of like an action or arena FPS of some sort. It seems to have. It's playable in Steam VR, and the reviews are currently mostly negative. Well, oops. Right. Next. Next up is called Energy Hook from the inventor of the acclaimed web swinging movement in Spider-Man Two. Yeah, comes the extreme sport of the future. Death defying stunts and insane parkour. We forgot to talk about Japan's first VR porn fest, TB. We ran out of time. You want to blame Pro Syndicate for something else? There, blame him for that. Never ran out of time for the first VR porn fest. That's his fault. Jesse, guess what? You stream every day now. You can do us a whole special segment all by it's yourself. It's not the same. 
<laughs> it's not the same as hijacking my show with something like that. Same. I guess yeah. not. I guess it's not the same. I'm it's sorry. It's not the same I'm as sorry. ruining co-optional. Next. <laughs> Next up is called Frost. I'm actually going to probably look at this. It's a co-op solo card game uh, where you're supposed to survive like a blizzard or some shit. And it's it's got deck building mechanics like Dominion and all the art is like drawn in colored pencil, which I thought was kind of neat. So it's combining survival with card games. Because who didn't want that one? Actually, I kind of do want that. Next. Uh, next is called Cavernous. Cavernous. I can't, I can't find it on Steam. Uh, I've got it. It's, uh, it looks like it was made for the Atari 2600. It looks like a really crappy version of Spelunky, honestly. Twitch base, <laughs> okay. real-time action, jump, hit, gamepad support. Great. Well, that's a feature list and a half, isn't it? Next. Uh, next is called Lost Sea. I'm actually kind I of like interested in this I like the look one. of it. Mm. It looks cool. Yeah, I've After a freak this. storm over the Atlantic, you find yourself stranded on the shores of a mysterious island. Do you have what it takes to escape the Lost Sea? Yeah, procedurally generated islands. You you fight stuff, you craft stuff. It's kind of like a top-down Diablo-style perspective. Apparently, you, rec you recruit people, stranded people. <laughs> Uh, to make your crew and shit, and buy ship upgrades. I mean, I I'm into this. I actually have code for that. I'm going to check it out, hopefully. Yeah, that soon. looks super cute. Yeah, it does look pretty cool. Next. Next is called Battleships at Dawn. Um, which I think literally is a mixture of the game Battleship with some other weird gamey mechanics. That's actually what it is. You're absolutely yeah. right. Yeah, it doesn't look brilliant, <laughs> I've got to admit. Next. Mantis Burn Racing. Uh, it's a racing game, top-down, isometric. Kind of looks a little bit like Micro Machines by the looks of it. Looks oh, okay. wow, yeah. It looks like, yeah, that's some old-school game right there. It does, yeah. It reminds me of that. Or, of course, like Rock and Roll Racing by uh, by Blizzard. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Are there mantises in it? Why is it called mantis? I don't know why it's called mantis. Burn mantis racing. Burn. I guess they just thought mantis is a cool word. Let's go with yeah. that. Yeah, but... doesn't seem to be any reason for that at all. Next. The <laughs> next game on the list is Fury. Which Fury, of course, about. talked about. Great, uh, yeah, next. After that, we have The Room 2. Oh, The Room, yeah. These games were very, very popular on iOS, considered to be some of the best sort of hidden object slash mystery games you can get on that platform. The PC version, they've really upped the graphical fidelity, so if you're looking for a mystery game, The Room series is really good. I know my wife next. really loves those. Uh, next is called Pirates Treasure Hunters. It's a fucking pirates. MOBA with pirates in it for some reason. Okay. Uh, next is called Cricket Captain 2016. I bet it's about the game Cricket. Oh, man, you are so insightful. Thank you. I mean, the only other option is that you're like a captain of the guard, but you're also a cricket, and you're trying oh, to get all the shit, I'd play that game. That'd be really I would, weird. too. <laughs> next. Next is called Smell of Death. Uh, it's a horror vr fps that looks like it was made in 2002 so yeah mm, i don't know about that next all right next is the temporal invasion which we've talked about yes next is ancient vr coaster do you want to be a fantasy world that's also a roller coaster well apparently yes. this is it's a vr game that looks like it was made in 1998 holy right. shit that looks like quake dear next god up next is the wire loop game <laughs> vr are you fucking kidding me? Is this VR fucking don't touch the sides carnival oh, game? It fucking is. It, it, oh my god. <laughs> VR is cost? dead. Next. How much does it cost? VR is dead. Seven bucks for that. Seven dollars. Oh Seven whole god. dollars for that. Next. Uh, next is the Brookhaven experiment. Twenty dollar VR survival shooter for the Vive. Which, I mean, to be fair, it doesn't look terrible, but I have a feeling it probably will be uh, next. Uh, July sixth. 
Tomorrow we have Take Thy Throne. That's a cool name for a game. Uh, mm. Take down towers and barricades to make your way towards the enemy's king. Uh, it's got classes. Use a variety of strategies. Collect gold. Buy different items. It looks like it. it's sort of a kind of side-scroller. It almost gives you a bit of a Terraria vibe, but it seems like it's... Is it multiplayer? I, yeah. Yeah, it's sort of a, it's a multiplayer sort of side-scrolling deathmatchy game by the looks of it. All right. Next up is called Hero Zero. It's a terrible yeah. name for a hero, really. Free-to-play game. Become the hero. Start by saving your neighbor. This is a mobile port, isn't it? You can totally tell by the screenshots. It absolutely is. You sort of make a custom superhero, which, again, sounds kind of cool. Uh, as to what you actually do, it doesn't fucking say. All the screenshots give me no indication of what happens. So, yeah. But it definitely looks like a mobile port to me. All right. Next is called Simple Spy. It looks kind of Meat Boy-esque. Okay. You're just like a little uh, black stick figure who's going through buzzsaws and things. Right. He's a simple spy. He's a simple spy. Simple. He's a very simple spy. Next. Yeah, uh, after that, we have Metamorphic. Uh, next game. Procedural voxel physics-based first-person sort of portal-esque thing. It's probably okay. my best description yeah. of that. How you do procedural puzzle solving, I really don't know, but apparently that's a thing. Next. Uh, next is called Deep Space Dash. It looks like a racing game, like a future racing game. But the screenshots are super fuzzy, I guess, because mm. of the speed. It's a runner. Yeah, it's it's one of those sort of uh, sci-fi runner things that have been very popular lately, where it's just like, you're moving really fast. Dodge shit. That's yeah, it. great. <laughs> On July 7th, we have Inferno Climber. Brought to you by Inferno Cop from Studio Trigger. Watch so, it today. It's great. Survival action <laughs> RPG. Stones what? in Hell is literally part of the description. Right. Slashing. Okay. Magic casting. Arrow shooting. Eating. Cooking. Stones in Hell. <laughs> Video games. Is that statement just on its own? Stones in Hell? It literally is a sentence. Stones in Hell. <laughs> Sold. Um, 40 hours of playtime resource management yeah. <laughs> it's just it, it's because it's on the separate uh fucking line it's like defeat powerful bosses to collect all the five purgatory stones in hell but i just read um, stones cool. in hell i'm like that's a feature stones in hell <laughs> great yeah. next uh, the next game looks like it could potentially be super cool it's called sound stage and it's a vr instrument game Mm, VR music box. Yeah, it, it's. I don't know if it's even a game per se. It looks like it's actually like a synthesizer that you can kind of control in VR yeah. with virtual drums and shit. That sounds really cool. I'd love to try that. It does. It looks super cool. Yeah. Uh, after that, we have The Lion's Song, Episode 1. The Lion's Song, Episode 1 is a... looks like a point and click from what I can tell. Yeah, point and click with a sort of sepia graphic style. Next... Next up is Bathory, the Bloody Countess, which yeah. uh, is a hidden object game. Oh, yay. Next. And then we have The Spatials, Galactology. I think I've heard of this before. Uh, oh, because the, there was another Spatials game called just The Spatials. The Spatials are back. Uh, build, a, Design, build, and protect the space station from the many enemies that will you will make exploring the universe. It's an early access game, but it actually looks pretty cool. It's like a strategy slash management game. If it's anywhere close to as good as Startopia, I'm in. Next. 
The next game is called Kaboom Monsters. It's okay. a strategy card game, but I'm right. trying to figure out how it's played. Um, it looks like the the cards have like four sides oh, to them. It reminds yeah. me of Card City Nights. Well, yeah. the cards have like four sides and you sort of match yep. them up and, and all that sort of thing. And you try to have the bigger number on as Something many sides like as possible, that sort yeah. of an idea. I believe yeah, that's yeah, how it yeah. works, yeah. Yeah, so that's going to be early access. That looks pretty fun. Mm -hmm. um, next up is Evolution Planet Gold Edition. Evolution Planet. Why does that deserve a gold edition? What was the first one? Who fucking knows? It's a mobile <laughs> port, and it seems to be a mobile puzzle game of sorts. Next. Uh, next is called three. Inside. Oh, that's... Oh, that's, Inside yeah. is awesome. Oh, it's finally... Yeah, it's finally coming to PC. It's actually been out on Xbox One for like a week. It's the new game for the guys that made Limbo. Very interested in that. Game yes. will currently unlock in one day, 18 hours. They promised me uh, early access code for that days ago. I never got it. Thanks, guys. Next. Uh, finally, we have DD Tower Rush. <laughs> oh, dear. Yeah, but it's Tower Defense game. Uh, yeah, it, that's clearly a mobile port. Uh, it's a mobile tower defense game that looks like a ripoff of Kingdom Rush. It even has the word Rush in the name. Lovely. Cool. There you go. A uh, bunch yeah. of games, about two of them sound good. <laughs> Let's be honest. <laughs> uh, that's that's currently how it is. Oh, and also, there are about 12 pieces of Mega Dimension Neptunia 7 DLC that have just been released yeah. on the front page of Steam. Thanks for that. Also, uh, Raw, um, RWBY, the RWBY game came out today. Right. Which, yeah, which the is... The Ryubi a, game. Yeah. The Ryubi? Which sounds mm -hmm. like it might be quite good. Cool. All right, that pretty much wraps up the show. We have certainly overrun. You can blame Pro Syndicate and Josh OG and all these yeah. other people for that <laughs> and everything else. Blame them for literally everything that ever helped. Porn. And you can't. <laughs> and that's now now you hate them forever, right? Because you, they denied you that. So there you go. There's another reason to hate them. But guess who you don't hate? Us. We make cool videos on the yes. internet and we don't lie to you. I don't think anyway, as far as I'm aware. Level cap. What's coming up on the show this week? What what can we expect on your channel? More more Battlefield 1. Wonderful. Got tons, yeah. Just tons of stockpiled Battlefield footage. We're going to be talking about classes, weapon balance, all that fun stuff. If you're excited for the game, watch my channel. You'll learn everything you want to know and then more. Fantastic. Just sick of it before it even comes out. Yeah, you'll be <laughs> sick of it before it comes out. <laughs> Battlefield yeah. 1. Go check out Level Cap Gaming on YouTube. And thank you very much for coming on the show today. Thanks very much for appreciate me. that. Absolutely our pleasure. If they want to follow you on social media, that's also twitter.com slash levelcapgaming. I think that's all your socials, right? Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Unified, unified branding. branding. <laughs> yeah, we, all, we always appreciate the unified branding on the show. Jesse, what's coming up on the show this week? Uh, Yeah, I don't have that whatever that is so uh <laughs> yoshi it's all over the place YouTube, yeah youtube.com slash jesse cox you can go see uh right now dodger and i are doing more life is strange Ooh. and uh if you miss any of the vods from uh twitch.tv slash shibuzi there's that non-branding um people wanted me to put them up there so you get those too now so that's a thing enjoy enjoy them they are long-ass video clips of me playing games while staring at a chat you're not involved in. It's awesome. <laughs> Twitch mods, great entertainment. Dodger, what's going on with the channel this week? Uh, finally, the the final bits of stories, Path of Destiny. Uh, the final one is going to be going tomorrow. Um, and just getting back into it, man. I have like a microphone that makes sense and stuff. Going to be recording more Hustle Cat, things like that. 
So, yeah. I don't know. I do silly stuff. Go, when are you going to play the Fancy Twitch? Cats in Fancy Hats game on iOS? <sighs> one day. <laughs> one day, TV. <laughs> this is all I do to her on Skype. I just link any game that has cats in it to her because I, that's my only understanding of her personality. I never, look, I never know because sometimes you link me to things and you're like, this looks like a dumb game you'd like. And then other times you link me to things and you're like, this is a legitimately good game you might like. And I'm like, which it's is it? It's a mystery. It? Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> it's like opening up a crate in CSGO. You never know what you're going to get. It's mm-hmm. a modern Forrest Gump preference, isn't it? Except Forrest Gump didn't scam children! Sure. God damn it. Wow. Like Pro Syndicate <laughs> ruined Forrest Gump wow. as well. The wow. hell? There's nothing <laughs> sacred. Uh, I got shit all coming up this week, I'm afraid. I got chemo tomorrow. It's going to suck. Um, I'll probably be back on my feet sometime over the weekend. Now we can get back to doing things that are fun. So that's that. Feel free to follow us on YouTube right there, right below our names for the last three hours. Go and subscribe to those channels if you have not already. The VOD for this podcast will be available on Thursday along with the iTunes audio. So by all means, do feel free to click and listen to that if you missed any of the show. Big thanks to our guest today, Level Cap Gaming. Of course, thanks to Jesse and Dodger for coming on the show today and to our sponsor, Crunchyroll is not our sponsor today. That'll be next time. But our sponsor this oh, week no. is squarespace.com slash cooptional. We can edit that out. It'll be fine. <laughs> Thank you, Squarespace. Thanks, Squarespace. Thank squarespace.com slash cooptional. 10% off your first order of unlimited anime and also domain names and websites. All our sponsors are just mushing together now. It's like, you want to get an anime audiobook and domain name? You can get them all from all of our sponsors at once. (laughs) God. Sponsored by, um, also sponsored by uh, babygambles.net, I believe. Mm. Uh, Mm, Because we believe that uh, babies should be able to bypass the law and gamble. You should be able to gamble on your child. You should be able to gamble as a baby. Babygambles.net, ladies and gentlemen. We are not not affiliated with babygambles.net. You can do either. (laughs) Absolutely. Go go baby win fights. some. That's the only thing I bet on. Baby send fights. your baby to babygambles.net. They will earn money for you. They will send it back overnight. You know, once they've earned enough money to do so. Babygambles.net. That's not a baby. That's a toddler. They're cheating. Ugh! Bye cool, everyone. Thanks for watching. Cool the website I found right here. Cool website I found. Totally not affiliated with it. Goodbye. <laughs>